Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another edition of Growing Up Gay. This is the one and only Malik. I am joined with two friends and family today, the legendary Vaughn and the legendary Wesley. Yes. Wow. Thank you, legendary. <laughs> legendary. When do I get legendary icon status? Well, I think you have to work your way up for that, Wesley. I do. You have to I mean, but I've won walk. many trophies. You have. You have. You have. Okay. I'm trying to be legendary icon. Legendary icon. Mother. Mother. Mother of the house. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome to another edition yeah. of Growing Up Gay, y'all. Yes. Uh, Wesley, this is Wesley's second time. Uh, joining us the first time he was on the podcast was with Mr. Nico Cartel. It was, um, yeah, yeah, yes. I remember that. Back Shout out to Nico. Oh, yes, and um, what's his other friend? Al. 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 Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we should all get caught up. It's been a, a little while since we recorded. Um, mm-hmm. We've had some holiday festivities Shall. since then. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Did y'all gobble the gobble? I gobbled. Gobble me, gobble, swallow me. Gobble me. You know, you oh. know I was going wild. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know I was going mac and cheese pussy. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, I was so nasty. I know, right? I'm a good Christian woman, and I don't know nothing about mac and cheese. I made some mac and cheese for okay. uh, for Friendsgiving, and let me tell mm. you something. It was a hit, y'all. Okay. It was a hit. They went up. They lived. Love but that. no, my Thanksgiving holiday was nice. I spent it with my mom, uh, well, with my, my brothers and sisters, my mom, her step, my stepdad, her mm-hmm. husband, their son, and then my aunt and cousin. Your mother had another child? This is, that's not important. So. Yeah. So, there are <laughs> four of us, including me. Right. And then my, and then my mom's husband has a child as well okay okay and uh so we know we all we gathered and we did our thing um you know my holiday season has been really interesting because you know i had some house guests that were here for an extended amount of time so <laughs> maybe these bitches did not want to go I, I, was, I thought i was gonna have to call the salvation army because <laughs> i was like pick these girls i was up, like please. damn <laughs> these bitches have nowhere to go um, but um, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm trying not to <laughs> laugh angrily. Uh, I mean, but now that they're gone, I feel a lot better. Okay, good. Yeah, so, get your space back. Right. Yeah, oh, bitch. I, honestly, this, this holiday season really showed me to value your space, value yes. your, mm-hmm. you know, like your just your solitude. Yes, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it, uh, overall, holiday was delicious. I was, oh. it, it charged my batteries being with my family because, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't we haven't been gathering often because of the pandemic, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get together, just you know, select a few of us. My grandparents stayed back; they didn't come to Atlanta, so okay. we, we missed them. And but um, overall, you know, my mom threw down. She cooked cooked the house boots. down back boots. Okay, that's back what she boots. does. You know, niggas love a good slave meal for, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, and that's exactly what we had. Y'all okay. had the greens. Had the greens. greens. The, y'all, you know, wait, are y'all a Chitlin's family though? No, 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 oh, no. Okay, no, no. I don't go that. Slave. Listen, he said slave, we, not ghetto. Okay. <laughs> he said slave, okay, okay. not ghetto. We want, okay. we, we, we want to eat okay. and live. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So, Vaughn, how, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, my Thanksgiving was. It's funny. Mine was the kind of the opposite of yours. It started that way anyway. Um, my mother went to Miami for Thanksgiving. So I was like going to have the house to myself. Yeah. I was preparing to make like an intimate small meal just for me. And I was going to be very happy about it. Um, and then my cousin and his wife said, they were like, oh, we're coming to Atlanta. And I was like, oh, why? <laughs> um, and I, I, initially I was not really excited about it because I, I was just looking forward to solitude. 
it's like I love to be by myself. I love to okay. be home. I love mm-hmm. a good clean house mm-hmm. and you know AC and food and by yes. myself. That's like yeah. my that's my preference. That's yes. literally been your vibe the entire time I've known you. Yeah, that, that's my bond. Be by yeah. yourself all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, what are you doing? You want to come out? Mm, no, I'm no, okay. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely me. So I was looking forward to that, but they ended up coming, and we it ended up being an amazing time. I was I'm very thankful that they came. Um, you know when you like don't know you need something. Mm. Yes, that's what that was. I yeah. I needed mm. that and I didn't even know it. It was really good. We we laughed nonstop. Um, I cooked so much food. That's good. So I made I roasted it a whole. Good too. It did. You, he showed us videos, y'all. Yeah, he Listen, us video got down food. emerald. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I cooked everything from scratch. Good I roasted day. a chicken. I. He was over there talking about some pineapple infused yes. honey glazed wings. <laughs> he, he cooked the pineapple down, he darling. He said he had a roasted Reduced. chicken yes. and two kinds of mac and cheese. Oh yeah, yes. herb crusted and one was a what was it? A seafood, a seafood mac, yes. seafood. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. with crab and lobster, darling. Yes, and okay. I had um, premium mac and cheese. Listen, premium. Now I mac had... and cheese costs enough to make it already. Listen, it would be an additional five dollars for right. that at the 15. restaurant. I made cheddar bay biscuits from scratch. I made candy. Yams. There was uh, green salad, not greens, but we had. When I say greens, I mean asparagus and um, mm. um, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had corn and mashed potatoes and right. It was just a lot Very of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made sauces from scratch, like they mentioned. I made a pineapple barbecue sauce from scratch. Um, I made a sauce for the roasted chicken from scratch. It was like cooking, right. cooking, bitch. Are you taking requests but, uh, for Christmas? Are you going to be doing any catering? Vaughn catering. Listen, Vaughn catering. Bitch. It was. It was <laughs> get my plate early. <laughs> it was amazing. But now I'm ready to like get back in shape and you know slim. You're looking good, friend. Thank you. Friend. I'm trying to tell him. You got this he, arm on the. You got this arm on the bed. I'm like, oh, okay. he's giving me big now. daddy. He's giving. <laughs> Y'all are stupid. Mm. But um, right, I'm ready to get back to my New York slim because that's where I need to be. Oh, and I did anybody do Black Friday? Well, first. Wesley, tell us about your Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, my Thanksgiving was good. Um, I was the Thanksgiving dinner was very intimate as well. I just celebrated with my parents, my aunt. You guys and, had a beautiful place setting. Oh, that was at my way. that was at my little brother's house it was a and my sister in law. They had set it up. It was mm. so cute in there. Yeah. We all sat together. They like bought like new plates. Was and, that their like, first time hosting? It was their oh, first time hosting wait. Thanksgiving wow. at their house. So it was very cute. Um, and it made it even more like sentimental because like she's gonna go in labor and like because that's gonna be my first niece or nephew. Oh really? This month, yeah. Aww. So it was just beautiful. It was just very very beautiful. Welcome to and the we had hella food. Clan. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right because yours just mm-hmm. came right. Yeah. Well, I, I that was my third. That was my first oh, okay. niece. Okay. That was my okay. first niece with my niece. third. Yes. Yeah. I want a girl really bad, but we'll I, see. Listen, when I got my, I named her too. I was very. Oh yes. Very. Um, Happy to have a niece because I had yes. two nephews and I was like, "Look, I'm gay. I need a niece. I need someone that." Hey, can... niece. <laughs> <laughs> yes, niece. Yes, niece. Yes, niece. <laughs> so yeah. it was beautiful. It was very beautiful. We had a shit ton of food, though. Oh, sorry, it's a family show. Can you can here. Okay. Shit, fuck, piss, um, asshole. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, but now we had a shit ton of food. It was a good time, and then. The day after that, for the weekend, I actually it was my friend um, Ricky's birthday, so he rented a house in Orlando. Ooh! Um, Shout so out to Ricky! Happy belated birthday! Yes, Ricky. Um, so we went down there, had a good little time. Really didn't go anywhere other than just the house, but it was fun being in the house with folks. 
Um, we did a little lip sync battle. I showed, <laughs> I showed, <laughs> she's I that showed Malik down. a video of me. We put, you know, we put on the wigs. Um, <laughs> my competition ending song was, and I'm telling you by oh. Miss Jennifer Hudson yeah. and I performed and slayed the girls. So yeah, I was very, that. very excited about that. Yeah. Was, was, listen, <laughs> uh, what's the hell on a black wig? And that wig was shaking. Yeah, in true Jennifer fashion. In true holiday. How, I was going to say holiday. Yeah, it was, it, I, was, I was definitely trying to channel more of the holiday version. You, you would give me holiday, but to a Hudson vocal. Okay. There yes. And that's I prefer the Hudson vocal, but the holiday performance. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's, it's more apropos for that so. setting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so I gave drama, but you know, it was a good weekend just overall and just being able to chill with folks and spend like intimate time with friends that you haven't just seen in a while. So yeah. it's been good. Love yeah. that. Did anyone participate in Black Friday? No. No, and buying anything? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I this was my first time doing so in since like maybe 2016 oh, or 2015. Okay. You went online and got everything. Yeah, because I don't have any winter clothes because mm-hmm. I have gained a little bit of weight. Um, so I had to buy some like it's good weight though. Baby. Thank you. I'm losing it, but thank you. Um, I had to buy some <laughs> stuff, and I also I'm on my Santa Claus shit. You know, oh, all my nieces and my nephews. That's so cute. Okay, but so, my list is on the way. <laughs> okay, me too. So I already buying, got my list ready yeah, to go. So. I've been buying everywhere. So it was, my, it was it was good though. I got some good H and M came through. They did. Okay. Yes, and I don't really. I'm trying to like as I get older. I'm trying to like steer less in the high street. Yeah. And more into like you know pieces that'll last longer than two seasons. Sure. But here's the but, thing. I'm sorry. Know. I have lots of H&M. You guys are going to go stop dragging H&M. No, it's because not. Because no. H&M has, I know they're fast fashion. It is fast fashion. But it, listen, it away. works. But my stuff has lasted La- for that, years. I was, I was literally like, just, I was I think literally if you take care of it, I was it's literally fine. just going to say that. I was just going to say, what when I say that, that doesn't mean I won't be purchasing from fast fashion. Okay. I just have a bad habit of spending a lot of money in fast fashion okay. and then not wearing it. Or like, oh. Okay. Or like, you know, not taking care of it okay. because I don't value. Oh, this is a twenty dollars shirt. I'm giving yeah. you know. Mm. <clears throat> like so. I, I've I've definitely been the girl to have some fast fashion and take it to the cleaners and have them stitch it back up for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. It. Listen, because I'm American Eagle, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But for anybody over there, many men with thighs. Mm. Or an ass that rub together. Listen, that rub together. American Eagle jeans <laughs> will get you. American Eagle jeans will get you right. Yeah, I, I'm a top man person myself as well. But <laughs> but but top man will. Um, top man has gotten a little too expensive in my personal opinion for the quality. Um, all that shit is like too expensive. But top for me. But yeah, I, but all, all I'm all I'm saying is don't. I might be wearing four hundred dollar cologne. And you know a, a Jordan shoe, Bitch. but the jeans will be from American, American Eagle. A high and a low. A high, high and a low. low. High low. High we, low. we love a high low. A high and a low. And yeah. and it's no no Chloe and Hallie. Listen, um, <laughs> you know I think that takes us into our get it together. So get it together is a section of the show when we all sound off on something that's happening in our life, a societal based tip, a health tip, a mental tip, whatever kind of tip is. Resonating on your spirit. Um, this morning I woke up to Iyanla Van Zant. She was on the Facebook Live and she was asking Iyana. people what the uh, not on my watch. <laughs> uh, she was asking people what they felt uh, uh, grateful for. What mm. were they? I'm sorry, proud of. What, I was about to start. What saying were they grateful. proud of? 
Mm-hmm. And and you know there were thousands of folks in the chat just spewing off what they were. Proud That's a great of. energy. And she was um, reading some of the responses. Out of, you know, folks were saying, you know, I'm proud of just waking up this morning. I'm proud mm-hmm. of you know of of making it through the pandemic so far. I'm mm-hmm. proud of actually growth. You know, because a lot of people were saying, you know, um, you know, I've grown but I've fallen back. And she said, No, you've grown. Right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So be proud of that. So ultimately, I just want to say. I want us to kind of go through what we're proud of. So mm-hmm. personally, I'm proud of this year. Um, you know, I've been talking about a lot, Amador. We, mm-hmm. We've just done some amazing things this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just proud of that. I'm excited about that because I didn't expect to do those things and that mm-hmm. they happened in the spite of a, a fucking pandemic. I'm proud that I'm out here looking for a job. I'm actively mm-hmm. interviewing. I'm actively applying myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm also proud that I can actively tell myself, I know I'm not where I want to be, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm proud that I'm working to get there. Come on, friend. High five me. You're staying diligent. And, and I'm staying diligent. Yeah. Because, we, cause, you know, just that live reminded me that it's the journey. It yeah. is. It really is the journey. It really is. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm proud to just to, to stay, to say that I'm alive, I'm moving, I'm grooving. I'm proud to say that I'm acknowledging my feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging the sadness. I'm acknowledging the triumph. All of the things. Mm. I'm I'm sitting in it, standing in my shade, standing in my sunlight. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of it. You know what that is? Tell me. Growth. growth. That's growth. That's growth. We here. That's right. the growth. <laughs> and we see each other. Right. <laughs> so my get it together this week, you guys, is this week, you guys, is to just you know yell out loud what you are proud of mm-hmm. to yourself. And when you have the most sincere moment, this morning I was cleaning up my room, looking in the mirror, and and that was the, the you know the moment that came to me. But I think you should mm. find a moment that feels good to you right. and just yell out what you're proud of. It's beautiful. That and is. yell out more than one thing because there are so many things that we to be, be proud, proud of. of. Yeah. yeah. So yell out more than one thing. Yeah, I was you know earlier this year, and I really should get back to it, but I was starting to try to do more like journaling, mm-hmm. and yes. I was telling myself that like every day I wanted to write down five things that I was proud of yeah. every day because there's always five things. Yeah, yeah. there's always five yeah. things. Because first that, of all, yeah, you wake up of. with about three of them. Absolutely, yeah. to be awake. Uh huh. To be able to breathe, to be able to, be to, able to see, to be able to bed. walk, yeah. like feed yourself. That's yeah. five right there. Yeah. Like you're able to find something in each day. And I think right. being able to end the day on a positive note, even though if there were some things that was like a harder day, being able to finish it with yeah. like talking about these are th- five things that I'm proud of or five things I love about myself today, like whatever that is for you, yeah. writing those things down, I think is I, always good for people. I love that. I, I was doing. Some of the same thing. I created a, um, and I'm glad all this is happening right now because it just made, reminded me of this. I created a manifestation book um, mm. when I moved back to Atlanta of things that I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. And I used to get up every morning and say a prayer and like pray over the manifestation book and just thank myself for the things that I know I'm going to get. And I stopped doing it mm. um, maybe like six weeks ago. And I'm going to start doing it again because of yes, this conversation. Totally should. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like especially now that we're like going into a new decade, yeah. we're yeah. ending a year, like I think starting to get ourselves like in the habit of doing these things. Because another thing that I just decided to do was like, everybody was like, you know, January 1st, we always expect ourselves to like completely like renovate and change our lifestyle right. where we're like, we're going to work out three times a day. We're going to do all right. this stuff, all this behavior that we have never ever exhibited <laughs> right. the ability to be able to do. Right. So like start now, even if it's something really small, of, yeah. like working your way up to those things that you actually do want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. Yeah. 
beautiful get together friend thank you yeah yeah, yeah. do, do you have that. one wesley um you know what i think for me it's just um realizing that uh nobody owes you shit Ooh. Woo! nobody yes. owes you i learned i moving back to atlanta really settled that for me. Baby, nobody owes yeah. you a damn thing. That is, yeah. that, that is some truth serum. Yeah. Okay. How, how'd you get there? Girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get there? I had, um, I told you I shared with you guys, I've been having conversations with a gentleman. Yeah. And I hadn't heard from him. Mm. And I was like, okay. Mm. Like, you know, like we've been talking like every day for a while now, so I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Looks at watch, like, girl, what's the tea? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, obviously, you know, I could call him too, but, you know, he's doing that little test of, like, I wonder if he's going to call me. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And so the next time I talked to him, you know, you start with a petty kind of conversation, and then he was like, well. Hey, stranger. You know, like, he was just like, well. Bitches love a stranger. <laughs> I just hadn't talked to you yet, so I didn't know that that was a problem. Um, and it was like, you know what, actually, you're not my man. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't owe me a phone call. Like you're you're another human being that's doing other things with your life. We don't have to talk every day. Yeah. That I don't owe I don't he don't owe me a damn thing. He yeah. didn't owe me that. Yeah. Especially the fact that we didn't even have a conversation about, about this being right. an expectation. Yes. Right. For yes. me. Right. So it's like, baby, he didn't owe you that. Right. So that's why I had to figure out again. Like I'll say that 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 is so mature. Yeah. To be able to reconcile those feelings, like you know what, I'm feeling like I'm expecting this, mm-hmm. but also I haven't had this conversation with anyone about what I'm expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So I cannot put that on him. I can't put that on you. He don't owe you shit. Right. Hey yeah. sis, I don't know who needs to hear this, but they don't owe you shit. Yeah. Ooh. That's real. That's it for me. Okay. That's real. <laughs> get it together. That's, that's no. That's real. Get it together. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, my get it together for this week. I actually tweeted this earlier this week, um, and it's just about owning your truth. I feel like, especially as adults, and we're like grown, grown, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we spend a lot of time trying to like acquiesce to whatever idea of self that we want people to see right or whatever idea of self that works best for those around us mm. uh whatever is most convenient especially for someone like me that's like naturally a, pe- a people pleaser um but i i've realized and i've been realizing this a lot over like the past few months no i i'm i am who i am mm. i'm like i'm i'm yes i'm a little bougie yeah, I was gonna say, are you gonna tell us what you? What you <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> yes, I'm. A, yes, I'm a little stush. A little yes, stush. I'm a little judgmental. Mm. Um, yes, I'm shady, mm. but I'm still a great person. Mm. I'm still a sweetheart. I'm still the nicest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I still mean well. I still don't mean harm to anyone. Mm. But like, yeah, no, I'm a little. There's there's some there's some truth. Okay. To, to what I've been trying to, to <clears throat> prove. Because I always, I, the reason why I, I, I've been thinking of this is because I had someone say to me, like, you're so nice. Someone that I didn't like, right? And they're, they're like, they were like, <laughs> well, you, you know, fake it well. Right, thank you. They're yeah. like, you're so nice. And I was thinking to myself, bitch, you are fake as fuck. Mm. And I'm, I'm huge on authenticity and ge- uh, like just being genuine. Mm. Um, it's actually probably like my biggest pet peeve when people aren't, when I feel like someone is not being genuine or someone mm. isn't being authentic. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to myself, mm, look in the mirror, friend. Are you being your full, true, and authentic self all the time? Yeah. Or are you being the version of yourself that you think is most appropriate for whatever setting you're in? 
in. Mm. And I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm I'm very I'm starting to be very comfortable in standing in exactly who I am. Wow. Okay, at all good. times. Yeah. And like Period. even even with Ten my toes parents, down. Ten toes Period. down. Mm-hmm. Even with my parents, I've been having certain conversations with my parents where, where I'm like, I starting at the conversation like, well, I'm grown. Yeah. So here's mm-hmm. my grown opinion on whatever yeah. we're discussing or going whatever's going on in the family. Yeah. Like I'm no longer, you know, passive, um, unnecessarily. Like I'm just right. standing one squarely and ten toes down in yeah. all of who I am. And Good. there's gonna be people that don't like certain parts of that. And guess what? Mm-hmm. That is their business. It is their business. Not yeah. mine. Not yours. Not at all. So, and you know what? If you decide to change yourself later on down the road, too, I you can. have the free will to do that because guess what? Like I said, you don't know nobody's shit. Right. So Autonomy. <clears throat> What's really interesting about what you said is that I think sometimes, you didn't say this, but we have to realize that, bitch, I am better than you. You don't have the range. Bitch, you don't have the range. You don't have the range to come for you me. Don't have the range. I am better than yeah. you. And I'm sorry. I, that yeah, you're right. I don't. I will not tolerate that. I'm sorry that I'm not gonna tolerate that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm just not going to tolerate that. I'm not. And even and so, if I'm not 100 where I need to be, period. I know that I can still have the right. Yes. To, to, to you have still this. Still have the right. Thank you. It does not matter. <laughs> See, we get so caught up in well, I'm not where I want to be, so how can I request that? No, bitch. No, right. <laughs> It's I have the license. I have the license. Like no, like um cool. my Angela told that girl on Oprah you, when she said you don't have, you don't the, have license, the license. I do have the license. Because because see it's one thing and and I'm I'm going to drop this after this. It's one thing to have been somewhere but you're not there no more. Right. Because you you have the roadmap to get back. There you go. The familiarity. Mm, right. But see bitch see bitch we're not the same. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I've been to glory. <laughs> I get there. So, so so don't play with me. So to your point about you know accepting that hey you know I'm a little judgmental I'm a little switched sometimes that's the that's a part of who you are and I yeah. think that's your power yeah. that you realize that and that that does make you different. Right. Thank you. With that being said, we're gonna take a short, a short, quick little break, and we'll be right back with this week's growing up gay. Hey y'all, it's Vaughn. Before we dive into this week's Growing Up Gay, I just wanted to remind everyone to please rate the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Five star ratings and comments help to grow the show, and we would greatly appreciate it. Now, back into this week's episode. All right, you guys, we are back with this week's Growing Up Gay. I'm here with. Vaughn and Wes the best. Hey. Um, so this week I wanted to have a conversation around club culture and the importance of queer men, queer people, um, people of color specifically having places of refuge. And I wanted to have a candid conversation with um with Vaughn and Wesley about what club life has means to them, um, what it means to their friends and how it has impacted and impacted their lives and, and overall, you know, what what do they think of the the references and the relevance of club life and so for me i remember when i first started going to the club it was 2009 mm. i mm. was 18 and my first club was a club in atlanta called chaparral it was like a western bar and mm. it was my first time i ever saw men j setting mm. first time i ever seen drag queens the chap chap <laughs> Bitch, Girl. the girls know about Miss Shap. Shap was it was a national club. You going bitch. to the chat? We, we, we going down mm-hmm. to the chat, bitch, the Chaparral. Mm-hmm. And so, all in all, it was a place where I first saw myself because being a young gay, mm-hmm. 
I wanted to do what the majorettes were doing. I wanted to be on the dance team. So seeing that men were actually doing this, I was like, wow, okay, so this is something that I can do. Mm-hmm. These guys have found community in themselves mm-hmm. and competition. Right. So it was very, it was an out-of-body experience. I remember I remember being hot. Now, two reasons I was hot. It was winter and I had on a peacoat, <laughs> a wool peacoat in the club. I didn't know. I'm thinking it's cold outside, so let me let me let me, let me have my coat. Let me yeah. Girl, up. this is not New York. There ain't no coat check. But bitch, you know, well actually they had. Oh, they did have coat check. They had coat check. But the yeah. thing is, bitch, you know you you don't wear a coat to the club. Right. <laughs> I learned after that day. But like Cardi B said, a hoe don't get cold. A hoe don't get cold, and I should, and, and I was wondering why all the girls was in line shivering. Yeah, shivering. shivering. Right. All the girls was in line right. holding their arms shaking yeah. because uh, they knew they what knew. I did not know. Right. The minute you get through them doors, it's hot. It's hot. Cause yeah. they're in that bucket and dancing around, <laughs> and 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 overall, it was just it was such a healing moment for me to be in the club to see myself. Yeah. Um, and then there, uh, I was watching um, alive with um, Emil Wilbeckin, the founder of Native Son, and he was just talking about club life and how you know the oh it, it was it was him and Tolliver Reed, and they were talking about how the club life has really centralize the gay experience for for men because it's given us you know obviously reference for our for our queerness right mm-hmm. it's taught us how to dance mm-hmm. how to move our body mm-hmm. how to date honestly mm-hmm. how to meet other people and how to court them mm-hmm. because when you're in the club you're able to see people in a safe space without right. judgment without, without ridicule right. and then you're able to take that back to your life and figure out how you can and you know Intertwine these two worlds: this new mm. club world where people are being free, that they're being themselves, and then this world where you where you know nothing about this club life. Mm, right. And so, I think overall, I want to just, you know just talk about what does that mean to you, the club life? What has it meant to you, mm-hmm. and um, why is it important, Wesley? Yeah. What's the first time you went to the club? <clears throat> um, how old were you? Where were you? Give um, us the scene. Give you the scene. I mean, I. It had to have been around 2009, 2008, because okay. that was when I was in high school as well. My first club was Tracks, though. Yeah. Um, Tracks Nightclub, the elite <laughs> gay club <laughs> of, like, honestly, I feel sorry for the new girls nowadays because they don't know nothing about Tracks. Yeah. Tracks had this big ass like main room where the stage would be yeah. well it was really like a warehouse it was well well you know it, it used to be decatur family skating rink okay so okay so it did used to be a skating rink it because skating it because there was always the floor in the middle yes mm-hmm. and then it was always like on the thing on the side because like there was like the area that you could like walk around on the yes. outside and like are right. we over here in this little other area thing yeah. or whatever but anyway, but um, yeah, it had that area, and then there was like an area in the back where the food and the bathrooms were, mm-hmm. yep. and then there was the Vogue bar, and, mm-hmm, and the bar, yes, yeah, it was way back there. Uh huh. <clears throat> and then at the house room, the house room with yep. the Vogue beats, where the girls was in there, Jason and and Voguing, <laughs> Voguing down, down, down boots. Um, so it was just a really great experience. I mean, I went there, like I said, in high school, and that was kind of my first introduction too, as well to like gay culture and like i don't know just seeing how the differences and like the variances of or i guess the what's it called the variety the variety of yeah. just gay people yeah. like because at tracks you had the cunt of the cunts yeah but then right. you had the trade of the trades right. that were with the cunt of the cunts yeah. as well <laughs> or were with the trade of the trade we're over with the trade of the trade like literally it was everybody what was, right. was up in there yeah and so it was almost like my way of figuring out like also like 
okay, what do I like? Like, right. what kind of guys am I, like, drawn to and, like, looking at? Also, which ones are drawn to me, too? I was just about like, to say, which yeah. ones, like, are kind of, like, attracted to me? And then what kind of energy do I give off? Because, like, right. I'm just a very introspective type of person. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, always trying to see, like, okay, what do I give out here to other people? Right. And so me being able to see all of that in one place in a matter of a few hours yeah. was yeah. just kind of, like, okay, and you're able to do that every Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> vacuum to be in. Yeah. Because you won't find spaces like that where you'll find so many varieties mm-hmm. of queerness, of mm-hmm. blackness, of maleness, right. of just ness. 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 Yeah. ness. Because <laughs> there were lesbians at tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there were trans folks at tracks. So, yes. Yeah. You know, there, were, mm-hmm. there was. There was Every experience, community, so much community was up yeah. in there, and so I feel like it almost even like for me because I was also when I was in the chat rooms real heavy. Mm-hmm. So I was on BTC Live, BGC. I was on A for A, I was on uh, Tagged, Tag. yeah, you know, and all the MySpace girls too. If you, uh-huh. you know, were dibbling Still and dabbling in that on. world, you know, but mm-hmm. like that was like a space where I'd be like, oh, we're going to tracks tonight. Do you want to meet up? And like that gave me, I guess, a safer space to meet people yes. like that Absolutely. versus like. Somebody Even though when I did me. do some of those turns of like me being in the parking lot, you know, <laughs> yeah. this house, which is just so dangerous. Every every time I think about stuff like that, I'm like, Wesley, what were you doing, doing going over yeah. strangers' houses? And you know you was lying to people right. because you wasn't telling people where you was going because you right. wasn't even out like that. And you were yep. so young. So young. And so stupid. So, yeah. That's so dangerous. It please is. don't do that. If you're listening to this, please don't do that. Yeah. Or tell somebody where you're going. But anyway, yeah. Come so. on, what has you know club life, club culture been for you? Um, my club experience is actually really different, um, especially growing up in South Florida. Um, I don't know. Did y'all go to teen clubs? Yes. Okay. I did not. No. I did. Okay. I, I went to teen clubs. <laughs> yeah. For me, I have like kind of the opposite experience. I started going to clubs, quote unquote clubs, at like twelve and thirteen. Um, in South Florida, there was well, Galaxy was a skating rink. Right, mm-hmm. and then there was six one nine, and then there was another teen club. So the, the there was essentially three different teen clubs. Galaxy, although it was a skating ring, was the club experience for us at that okay. age. Yeah, can you explain a teen club? For yeah, me? So, like what do you so do? There's no gonna, drinking, I'm assuming. Right, so y'all just no. be listening to music, or? right? And dancing. And like dancing. there, there was there okay. was one that was uh, thirteen to seventeen. There was one that was sixteen. Uh, to 19 and then there was one that was galaxy was like a, a, it was a regular skating rink but it turned into the club mm-hmm. um so i had those were my first three experiences and like it was very serious it was get dressed like growing up in south florida i was really grown at a very young age like okay really grown at a very young age i didn't have a curfew oh. um I had my my father always gave me money, so I always had money. I was always like fly. I would go buy new shoes, and like it was a whole <laughs> moment. And I remember when we, all my friends and I we had our first cell phones, mm. so we thought we were like the cool. niggas. Right. We thought we was Mister Bitches, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because we was it was like a, it was a whole experience, and it kind of the same thing. I mean, that was for me was when I would be like, okay, there's other queer people because I would see it right. Mm. It would come out unintentionally it would come out when people were dancing mm-hmm. it would come out when people were congregating mm-hmm. it would come out when people were just having a good time because their guard would be down right yeah. right um so that was my first club experience at that age and what then but these places closed though like 11 12 1 okay yeah wow. they had the kids out yeah 11 yeah. 12 1 is when oh my so they had the same thing here in georgia okay i, I would go to team. where was these at so i remember 
Actually, the step team that was on, we hosted a, a party, a team party as a mm-hmm. fundraiser. Um, at, at like a like, at like a warehouse somewhere off like Lithonia Industrial, like Panola Industrial, somewhere uh-huh. over there. Okay. Um, and it was it, it was, you know, exactly what what Vonda saying, dancing, lots of candy, lots of little sodas. I was gonna say, okay, so the bar was the bar sodas. The bar was water, the concession stand. Sodas and water. Um, yeah, the bar was a concession. We stand. funny enough at six one nine, they had they would have sparkling drinks. Oh, so it was okay, like mocktails. Mocktails. <laughs> it was really like a club experience. Like, I am weak. The whole I pull mean, up to the club, they... especially, especially because that was that was the the sixteen to, to nineteen one. Um, so like people drove there. I was gonna, I was so gonna say they, so y'all parents drop y'all dropped y'all off at the too? other yes at the other wow. ones and like and then for me growing up in South Florida a lot of my friends were white. Mm. So like their parents didn't give a fuck. Like their parents wow. was dropping us off, and like their people was fighting outside. Like it was a, oh, it was no. really the club experience, but uh-uh. at a younger age. So for me, when I got to the actual club age, I wasn't as pressed to go out. Also, I didn't want to go to straight clubs because I knew I was gay, and I didn't really. I'll be honest, I didn't feel comfortable going to gay clubs because I was very fat, right? Oh. And for me, my mm. whole experience when I saw the gays going to the club, it was. That competitive, dressed, you know, yeah, yeah. The girls like, are going to. We're coming out to to stunt exactly. on you, hoes. exactly. Like, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to get showered on. A bitch didn't want to end up in the rain. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I actually avoided the club purposely for a very long time until I moved to New York. Mm. So New York for me was my resurgence of that, um, and I started going out, and I went to. Um, I went to pianos a few different times, and I remember okay, one yeah. time I was uh, shout out to Nico and Al. Hey y'all! And uh, Tierra, we uh, was Tierra with us that night. I don't think so. Anyway, shout out to them. Um, and then for me, I think my most memorable club experience was when I was in my last relationship. We went to it was my first time ever going to a club with a significant other, and we just got lost in the music. Yeah, in the just having that time. Yeah, and it was a gay oh, club. It was on fifty. 50, 51st Street? Hmm. Somewhere around there. Um, all I know is we got completely lost in it. We were there for like maybe three hours, which is a long ass time mm-hmm. to be at the club. And I remember we were sweating and dancing and making out on the floor. Yes. Right. It was making just, out on the floor. Yes. Yes. Oh, and like, yeah, nasty. Drinking and mm-hmm. it was, I felt like this is adulthood. Mm-hmm. This this is the moment that I had been kind of afraid of and kind of running from. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was it, and it was worth every bit. It was like Absolutely. I get it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how you bitches do it consistently because bitch was tired afterwards. <laughs> I be at work, but mm-hmm. I was like, I get it. I get mm-hmm. why people go to the club religiously because mm-hmm. it did offer that community. You you everything you all you all just said about seeing different people and the vibes and even though I was with my significant other, like. It was still like you. You can see niggas looking at you like, "Oh, he he's feeling me." Yeah, like, mm-hmm. he he sees me dancing and yeah. he's into it. Like, which that's also a, gives you a bit of a high because like there was a moment where they play, listen, y'all know the reggae set is my that's my vibe. Why oh. you delete? <laughs> so they had a they had a little a little set and my my niggas was from Ohio so he 
didn't know about it. So he kind of he kind of stepped to the side, right? Okay. He was how you know he was dancing, <laughs> but I could that was kind of like me and my element in my moment. And there was this one dude dancing with his boyfriend, and he completely stopped paying attention to his boyfriend was just watching me. Wow! And it was like I need to see this, Vaughn. I need, do we need to play a little beat? <laughs> drop, drop a little like, song, you know? A little, a, a, yeah. little, a little dirty line. <laughs> a little dirty line. We want to see the hits. You know? <laughs> so yeah, the, the, my experience was different, but it is everything you all said about community and yeah. finding yourself and and all of that was there everything awesome. i was afraid of wasn't there though yeah thankfully yeah. that's beautiful and like i'm hearing you talk about like blissfulness yeah. in the club mm-hmm. and just the the joy that comes around dancing being seen being mm-hmm. desired yes. because Often for queer people, desirability is something that is very important for us because we're yes. not desire- especially our generation especially and, and, and our earlier. Generation. Yes, like you know, we some of us are ostracized in our homes, mm-hmm. so our first view of desirability is rejection, right, from our parents, from our loved ones, and so I think you know some of the blissfulness that we that we see in the club is a direct connection to that. It right. is like the it's the first time we're being affirmed, and then that right. in that big vacuum way where there's so many of us it's like wow right this is paradise exactly yeah. and that you that and, and that for me because i used to always went in that interim period where i was like i was avoiding the club i would sometimes be like i don't get why y'all feel the need to be out every night like why y'all are going out four and five times mm-hmm. a night i i always i was like i don't get that especially because i'm a homebody but once i started going and i had that experience mm-hmm. i said to myself I said to myself, this is why. Yeah. I get I it. I understand that. Yeah. I get, I get it. it. I get it. I totally get that yeah. too. But the, um, like, even when I would go, because I wasn't the skinniest thing on earth either when right. I was going to the club. And because I didn't, at the time, I had a couple of gay friends, but I didn't know the community of like, because that's also where, well, yes, the viciousness, but also that's where I learned a lot of like lingo and I didn't know what right. people were saying right. there. What the fuck is um, trade? Like <laughs> trade, late, and right. like this. And that was the first, I think the first time I had ever really heard other men call each other girl. Yes. Like girl and yeah. sis and like yeah. just doing all that. So I was just like, okay, well, this is very this interesting. Is yeah. This is very different. But anyway. Um, me being a larger girl at the time and really not owning myself or really knowing how I wanted to dress or anything like mm-hmm. that too. I think that kind of like gave me a sense of understanding what I wanted to look like. Like right. I said before, like what I wanted to give in the club, like what who I wanted to be. <laughs> right. Like what, what you clique wanted I wanted to be right. a part of because right. you would see in the clubs there would be this group of people that would be over there. Mm-hmm. You would see this group of people that would be over there. Definitely. And then you would see this other group of people that would be over here. And so Definitely. it's like, okay, who do what who clique I? do I want to be a part of? Which right. line do I want to be joining? Because you know, there was the girls that were out in the front right. at 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the afternoon because <laughs> right. they were trying to be front in line because they did not want to pay to get in. Right. And then there were the other girls them. and then there were the <laughs> other girls that would walk up to the door and like didn't the rest have of the line pay. and they had they didn't have to pay and they didn't have to wait at all. They right. would just let people in. I was like, okay, I want to be a part of that group. Right. What do they look like and right. how do I start to look like It's that It's too? so funny that you brought that up because, and this is, again, just shows you how much social media plays mm-hmm. a part into all this because I was actively avoiding it. One of the things that gays used to always do, like this is, I'm talking about 2010, 2011, 2009. 
they would always roast the big girl in the little mm-hmm. girl's clothes. And y'all know what I mean by that. <laughs> you know what? That was, y'all that know was, what I mean by that. But you know what, though? Ooh. I feel like that was more prevalent then. Yeah. Where the girls thought that little clothes meant smaller Small. look. Right. I know God. Yeah. And, and, I, and opposite let bitch. me tell you, when I, when I tell you I was genuinely traumatized, because I said, I do not want that to be me. <laughs> what y'all not going to do is take a picture of me from behind. Baby. In the club looking bad, built and knock me. Oh, not going to do. Girl. You know the girls. You know what I mean? And the girls would cackle in your face. face. They, would they would They in would. Face, they would like, read like girl, in, in the middle you. of the. What the, the fuck you got on? Like, yeah, read you. And I'm what like, are those? Right. I remember seeing that and being like, "See, that's exactly why I'm gonna stay my ass." Up. Like, saying, this, this girl wearing a big blue shirt and they're like, "Get this blueberry out of my face!" <laughs> like, yeah. Right. And everybody will cackle in line too. They won't even like try to hide that they're no, no kind of decorum. Just. But you know what though, you guys, I really do. I, I know those moments are like really harsh in the moment, but I appreciate those moments. Character because building. Character building. Mm-hmm. It teaches you about mm-hmm. how to present yourself. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard a lot of a lot of trans women talk about um being clocked and being read helped them in their transition as far as mm. wanting to put a better foot forward, wanting to, you know, make sure that they that they were, were clocking their own tea mm-hmm. before they came out. Mm-hmm. And so I think to you know, to a point, to a degree that it's the same way for for us when we're coming out. Yeah. Knowing what to do, how to Because be. it's all about desirability politics. It's all about desirability. Yeah. And 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 also I think that's how you kinda like learn your place in the world. Yeah. You know or you you Through learn where lens. other people have placed you in the world because oh, you might not be aware point. of it. That's, that's a, true. Yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You might not be aware of the fact that you're tacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I'm serious. You yeah. might think you might be like, "Bitch, I'm fitted right now." Yeah, oh, y'all, y'all don't see these patent leather. You know what I mean like you yeah. think you fitted, and meanwhile, everybody behind you is like, "Look at this tacky bitch." But that's you know what? That could either go two one. Uh, really can go two ways honestly because like you could be like oh well, okay maybe i need to like edit this a little bit right or he can be like bitch fuck this you. is it exactly this is it and that's why and that's why it's character my that's, that's why it's right. character right. Right. you have to come up with your own exactly yeah. it's either you're gonna pivot or you're gonna own it yeah <laughs> pivot so, or own it period anyway but no but yeah i loved my club experience yeah because i also I have a lot of straight friends too, so I would kind of dibble dabble in between both of the clubs. Well, absolutely. See, that I, that's I also something I never had the balls to do because I'm very gay when it comes to music. I always tell people this: mm. you might not be able to clock it, you know, every day, mm-hmm. in my everyday <laughs> living. <laughs> but when music comes on, you start to dance. Oh, oh, he gets to go. On. I'm a complete Batman. Ooh, Batman boy! Oh my god! Like I can bop and I can carry on like I'm not, but when it gets too good, like don't let a little rhythm drop. Oh. Right now, that's when it's like, like I said, we playing some beats after listen, this. I want to see Vaughn get down. control. That's what I'm hearing him tell me. Yeah. But no, yeah, I like to. I used to enjoy actually going to like some of the ghetto clubs. Like we used to go to Libra. That's a vibe. Libra, all the time. Limelight. Listen. No, uh, not Limelight. It was called uh, Nightlight. No, something like that one. We used to go <laughs> to prime time. Some little like Mama's prime time. Mama's prime time, bitch. I used to go to them. Listen, a hood, a hood, a hood moment is fun. Like, down. The music is usually great. You get you get some entertainment. Somebody gonna get into a fight. Yeah, yeah. You know that's not I mean? go with my Judy's. But then after that, it's like okay, but I do. Want, I want to go with my girls. My girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be out with my girls. Okay, yeah. like because at tracks, my favorite drink. Okay, 
What was your favorite drink at Tracks? Bitch, sex on the beach. Sex on the beach? <laughs> or blue motherfucker. Blue motherfucker, yes. Blue Get you a pitcher. A pitcher. <laughs> a pitcher. That's, that's my first time drinking. It was yes. Just, it was, it was, those drinks were so disgusting. So nasty. <laughs> so bad for they us. They were so bad, but they were so strong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I remember they would put all that them nasty ass cherries on top. <laughs> and I remember thinking, bitch, if they'll put the cherries on top, it's not sickening. It's <laughs> not sickening, And looking at it, I'm thinking like, that was so, that was like such trash. <laughs> Girl, and just thinking about how we used, I'm just like even just thinking about it now like we used to pregame to go there and we would drink cheap ass vodka okay. like yeah. Ivanovich whatever oh the pregame my god don't get me started there, on Ivanovich to get there and then when we would finally get there we would all like okay how many pictures are we getting because we're gonna split it yeah <laughs> or or we would all like get our own picture if we were really deciding to get fucked up that <laughs> night and it was just wow a beautiful time it was a beautiful time it's a beautiful time you know so. I just club life and just the intersectionality of it. it I I think it's powerful and and considering that right now we're in a quarantine, right? Where people are saying stay out of the club, right. stay out of. Although Atlanta's not listening. Although Atlanta, the girls, some of the girls are not listening. Some of the girls are listening. Some, some of the girls, girls are I'm taking the heat and they're not going out. I've been a girl that's been somewhere in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, girl, I'm not gonna say that I've been at home all the time. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been somewhere in the middle of mix, the road. A little mixy, you know. I've been a little mixy. A little mix. I've been a little mixy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I've bro. been a little mixy. Um, you know, so I've so I've I've been out. I, yeah. I've I've gotten my life, and but I think um, for the younger girls, where are they gonna learn? That type of camaraderie. Where are they going to learn that type of familiarity? Because we've 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 chopped off a layer of learning right now. I don't think so. As far as, of course, we have social media. Mm-hmm. Of course, people are conditioned that way. Mm-hmm. But but I'm talking about going out and seeing people in a large format that look like you, that talk like you, and learning from them he, in, in that here's, way. Here's we, why. Where do they that. have that at? Here's why I say that they haven't. Society has changed mm-hmm. to the benefit of them. Sure. They no longer can only find it in clubs. Mm-hmm. We could only find it in clubs. Yeah. We didn't have social media, and we also didn't have the freedom to have it in high school. Mm-hmm. These girls have it in high school now. The young gays are Facts. in yeah, are setting down the halls. Yeah, girl. <laughs> like, no, no seriously, they are they dating. Are. They're dating. They're coming they're dating out of somebody. at five years old. Thank bro. you. Like, they're they're dating they're somebody like, on the basketball I'm happy team. For it, yeah. Because the reality of it is, for queer people, wherever you fall on that spectrum, whether you're a you know a cis transgender heterosexual person or you're you know non-binary for us and why i specified our generation and older we didn't have that in everyday life Mm -hmm. we had to conceal it everywhere unless you were bold and brave and you were you know we lived like most of us couldn't yeah we had to conceal it everywhere we couldn't we had to conceal it at work we had to conceal it at school we had to conceal it at home we had to conceal it even in our friendships yeah so it was going to the club where that freedom and that escape or unless you were in ball, into the ball scene yeah it was mm-hmm. that's where the freedom was for us that's where our, our ex- exhibitionism that's where our living was mm-hmm because we couldn't do it elsewhere. Whereas this generation, they have the benefit of dating in high school. Mm-hmm. You can be yeah, gay and, and, and have a whole boyfriend. And have a whole boyfriend that plays basketball. Walking in, walking around, around campus. Yeah. Holding and in. you can be twerking on him and then it's not, you know what, what I mean? What's like, going on? They, have, they, they live in a beautiful reality that we didn't get a, a chance to step into. Yeah. You know? So we had to find it in the club. Yeah. Or on 
line yeah or you know in media however you found it yeah i don't i would say i don't really i I agree with that i totally agree with that but i don't know where else they would be able to find it nowadays because i don't know well i also have not really gone to the club lately but like or at least where the young girls would actually be nowadays so i don't know i don't know where they go tiktok tiktok (laughs) (laughs) they go to tiktok or these, you or know what else? Twitter. These random ass chat rooms that they like sit on. Have y'all saw? Have y'all seen these like yeah. different like chat rooms and stuff? Mm-hmm. Ours was just typing to each other. These people can like randomly video. like video chat with a yeah. whole bunch of each other. And I'm that's like, that's why that's why I was saying that society has changed so yeah. much to where like you got whole 13, 14 year olds that know everything that we didn't know at twenty. True. Yeah. They know about douche. They and know about everything. everything. You're yeah. like. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, Whoa. they learn. And, they know about stuff that we had to learn from, like each right. other, or from firsthand experience. experience. Yeah. True. Yeah, firsthand experience of like, oh, you're supposed to do something with your behind like, right. before you have sex, or right. like, I like, oh, somebody asked me These what your apps. position is. Like, are you a top or bottom? I don't right. know what that means. Right. Top or bottom of of what of what? Am I a top of what or the bottom of what? Right. I don't about? know what that means. They but know all that shit at thirteen. Have the idea. They know exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. So. So they they have their club. It's just, it's 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 reality for them as yeah. opposed to us. That was our only form of escaping. Mm-hmm. They don't have to escape anymore. Yeah. Not all of them. Obviously, there's still oppression everywhere. Of course, but, you know. So to your point, I mean, large. this new generation, they're a lot more equipped. They have a lot more safety mm-hmm. in their homes, in their schooling, in their mm-hmm. ability just to be a lot more authentic. Right. Yeah. Not all the way. Not like all the way, obviously. Them, yes, but there, there's know, more nuanced. safety than we had, yeah. obviously, before. What's what's your funniest club moment? Um, Or most embarrassing. Most embarrassing or funniest club moment? I, I really can't think of, like, I guess, and it's honestly... Only the only like real embarrassing moments is just always being that really drunk girl that's throwing up oh, in the club, <laughs> like because especially attracts like we would get those pictures and we would think we was the shit and it was yeah. like bitch I'm gonna get two of if them. you walk around with a picture <laughs> not two mind you these pictures only cost fifteen dollars yeah they were fifteen dollars but bitch if you had that's a picture cheap, to yourself a drink be costing fifteen yeah girl it was this a whole is, picture this, this is a whole decade ago wow yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this was a decade ago, girl. But you would get a whole picture. You would just stick your straw in that bitch and, and just drink. drink it. And sometimes you, I would be like, bitch, I'm going to give me another one. Ooh, and I would drink half of that hoe. And I would be so fucked up. And it would just be like, and then, if, like I said, we were always pre-gaming before, too. And that was cheap shit, too. Right. And so when you get there... She's like, this room is spinning, bitch. And <laughs> I need to throw up. And you go up to the trash can because you don't make it to the bathroom. Never. Because there's always a line at the bathroom. <clears throat> no, although the hoes only had two stalls at trash. Yeah, they did. You know, two for stalls. that whole club. And then, and, and then had another had somebody up in there selling cigarettes and candy. <laughs> and candy canes. And, 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 and spray you with cologne. And spray, and spray you with cologne. <laughs> and spray you down no. in cologne. Listen, if you didn't have no cologne, you wait till you get to the club. They'll spray wait you down. They'll it. spray you down, girl. They'll, they'll just, get you what you need. Just tip the concierge, bitch. Tip the concierge. But yeah, but no. It was <clears throat> always just. Being a drunk girl. Yeah. I just hated that. I think that's mine too. I remember I went to Chaparral one night and I was just really drunk this night 
and there was a drag show. But I'm out here yelling at the drag queen, <laughs> yelling, yelling, I don't, saying all type of obscene things. I'm surprised I didn't get my ass beat up off the club <laughs> because my friend was like, "Bitch, you would you would yell at them, telling them they looked a the fool, they looked crazy." Oh my god! I was like, oh my god! What kind of drunk shit was I on? Yeah, girl, that's a mess. You yeah. know now. Thank God they didn't mess with me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I've seen girls have to learn the hard way. Yeah, they, they come to the gay club the, the first time and they say some wild shit and they get stumped out. <clears throat> Boots, because you know they always used to run in packs. And yeah, bitch, the girls would stomp you down. <laughs> they would they would fucking wear you out. Wear you out, bitch. Um. So we have community in the club life, but then we also I think that's also when we first learn about. Um, you know subcultures because mm-hmm. then I remember I that's when I first got like my first gay mom my first gay dad I joined mm-hmm. a family you were gay gay I was gay gay I was gay gay I was gay gay I joined a part of that yeah I joined the tennis called the yayos and it was led by this oh. guy named Pooh Pooh yayo mother yayo um, interesting. Interesting. It's very, very hood booger shit I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to find myself. Okay. Um, and, that's, and you did it. And I did. And I really did. But, <laughs> but overall, I remember just <laughs> wanting to follow up behind him mm. any way I could. You be a house mother. And I wanted to do whatever my house mother was doing. You know, whatever. And, that's when that that's when I learned about the, that's when I learned about scheming and scamming. Uh oh. That's when I learned about how to get over on a bitch. Mm. That's when I learned about being slick. <laughs> <laughs> because these, because I I was a culture girl. I was from Decatur. Mm. You know, my parents they worked. Oh uh, yeah. We, you know, I'm Mogul. from suburbia. I'm from suburbia. <laughs> so so you know so so coming out and seeing this new way of life where people are. Being, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot more slick and being tricksters. They had to, to fend for themselves. They had to fend for themselves. So, excuse me. It also, again, we're talking about help, help condition me to a life where these bitches are not gonna fuck, fuck with you. You, yeah. you, you, you're gonna have to get it for yourself. Yeah. You know. So I get learned at the mud. Yeah, I learned that from those girls. That oh wow, these bitches. They ain't got shit, <laughs> you know. And so they gonna find. So some so shit. right. So so right. So they're gonna find some shit. And so that was a huge eye opener for me. Going to the club, learning, you know, learning that people live completely different. From yeah. Me. Because before the club, I would have thought that I was the only one, and that I was living this singular experience. Right. And that my parents continued to affirm to me that that was the reality yeah. that it was just me feeling this way and that I was going crazy. Yeah. But you're then different. I, you're ostracized. Exactly. Like you're, exactly. You're outside of the norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did the club reinforce individuality for you, for any of you guys and, 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 and reinforce just boldness and freedom? You know what, for me, because I have, like I said, I have a different club experience. It started for me at a younger age and it wasn't initially, it wasn't in, um, sexuality it was in culture mm-hmm. um because growing up in south florida there was a lot of us and by us i mean west indian people there was a lot of trinidadian jamaican you know every kind of can yeah <laughs> every kind of every there yeah. there was so much of us so when Indian. i went out <laughs> when i went out even to the teen clubs it wasn't Especially because I was struggling with myself. Not, I was, let me not lie. I wasn't struggling with shit. I knew who the fuck I was. That was other people's problem. 
but for me, there were parts of myself, like I said, I like to wind my waist, right? So when I would go to a club, it's even a teen club, I, it wasn't a, a point of judgment because there were other people that were also doing it. Now, there were some experiences because this wasn't a completely isolated, isolated situation where African-American people would come in and they would, you would see the staunch difference between the way I would dance or West Indian men would dance and the way African-American men would dance or even just white dudes would dance. Like, there was a complete... Like, I remember I had a... I'll never forget. I went to a... There was a Latin teen club that I went to. My friend was mm. throwing her, her 15th birthday there. I was 14 at the time. My friend was throwing her 15th birthday party there. And I remember I had actually already moved from um, South Florida at this time. I was living in Atlanta, but I came back down. It was in the summer. And I came back down. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was dancing with all the Latin girls. And everyone was like, mm. oh my gosh, you can dance. Like everybody else just, they just stand, you know, because niggas love to stand there. They right. hold a wall. They love to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, le- I learned that in Atlanta, how men would just stand on the wall. And you would, like, everybody knows the high school party where, like, after the party, all you see is, like, blue denim marks on the wall. Yes. Because niggas were just standing there getting danced on by girls. We, I don't, I'm dancing with you. I'm not just going to stand there. So for me, that was a sense of community and the sense of self that I found there. And also, in doing, in, in going to like teen clubs when I was younger, my friends and I, you couldn't tell a shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. You couldn't Bad tell us. You couldn't click. tell us shit because we were, oh. we was clicked like very down. very. You can't sit with us. Oh, like, okay. At fourteen, girls. at thirteen. That's what like, I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> very. I'm hearing very mean girls. Yeah, <laughs> like were you Regina? Great. <laughs> but no, that that experience. That's why I said. That's why I always tell people growing up in South Florida was is so different because I felt like what everyone was finding at seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I found at 12, 13, and 14. Wow. Interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I think for me, I don't know. I guess it helped me discover, like I said earlier, about like what click or what I wanted to give and what I wanted my presentation to be because you're able to see such a myriad of different like types of gaze. You're able to see like, okay, what do I like from this person? What do I like from that person? What they're doing? Like, right. who do I feel like I want to sit Let with when I match. come here? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and maybe decide of like, okay, I think this is kind of like the place that I want to go or what I want to look like. And then hopefully that'll get me some friends or like the guys that I want to date too. And it's just helped to kind of mold me into who I am today. Yeah. So... But also that. helped to keep me humble because I was like, tracks just gives very ghetto. And, <laughs> and and the chap gave very ghetto. What was the one that was down the street from Miami? The chat? Yes, Miami Club. Miami. Miami was a step up, but still got very ghetto. Very ghetto. You know when the girls went, you know, anything really kind of gets ghetto. Gets after ghetto. One I, was, I was I was literally after one just o'clock, about to say you know, after gets, drinks and a certain time and music, everything is ghetto. It's, it's like you know, what's going on up in here. Yeah. It's and just it, the different kind of ghetto. But you know what? I really and I don't know. We can, you know, I want to stick to your topics of discussion, but like, I also would always just notice just the differences here in Atlanta of like, there really wasn't, other than tracks, I feel like there wasn't a place that like was consistent. Like, you mm. know, like places closed so you often know what the- from, uh, for us, like, cause there was like, 
Miami. And then it was like, oh, we're moving to Chap now. And then it was like, oh, they're doing it at Aja now. And then, like, I don't know, where do they party now? Like, you know what? What? I, I, well, first thing first, I think that okay. well, black folks don't have a permanent space. I was mm-hmm. just about that's, to say that because I heard the same thing in New York. That's the first problem. Mm-hmm. But white people, there are there are solidified spaces in Atlanta that have been in for. I mean, Bulldogs has been open since I think 1969. Damn. Or 71. So, it's, so we're talking about. That bitch is grown. A long time very standing. Old. Very mm-hmm. old club. You know, same thing. So we have Bulldogs, you got Blake, you got Felix, you got 10, all those clubs. And you got the whole Ensley Mall gay area with all those other gay clubs. So it's like there are a lot of long standing white gay bars. Yeah. <clears throat> but for black, black queerness, you got phase one out there off of Memorial Drive. Oh yeah, um, Touch, teaching me things. I don't know where these girls. You know, are. <laughs> but there aren't any historically black bars. Yeah, that you know. That's a damn shame. What we do is for Atlanta. we go rent a venue and have a night there. Right, and have yeah. a night. Have oh, a night. what they had? What they had on Friday? Oh, they you go know, to this on it's Friday. A night. You know, it's this a night. Saturday. Yeah. Uh-huh. So unfortunately, I, I, one thing that I, I I think just to wrap the conversation up is I think one thing that would be really awesome that will. Um, reinvigorate club life for black queer folks but also give it some longevity is when black club promoters begin to buy out these commercial spaces Mm -hmm. so that it's not just a one-off so that people really do find solidarity and real community so that it can grow and become because i I think the club is so much more than just um freedom and, and and learning but it's also a sounding board for 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 a community without question you know and for and for things that need to happen yeah. for yeah. advocacy for outreach you and know? it's also like a place of uplifting and, and yes. pulling pulling each other up because yeah. this is completely random but pretty ricky used to go to the teen club that my brother used <laughs> to go to tell me that. okay I you know that. yeah i remember that and ricky. and i remember like <laughs> they were friends with my my brother's friends and i remember that literally that Teen club is why they popped in South Florida. Mm-hmm. They would go there consist. They, that's where their music first started playing. And grind music in 04, Come on, come on. That's like everybody was, everybody, everybody was grinding. Right. Like 04, 05, <laughs> I remember being in middle school. The girls was grinding mm-hmm. on each other. Ooh. They were ve- we were very sexual. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and that's why that, that is pretty Ricky that, album Blue Stars. Listen, that's the one. <laughs> Grind on me, me. Oh, relax your body, take, take your time on me. I'm a nasty, Christian. Nasty. <laughs> but my point is because of that club yeah and and the community they were able to find there and they were able to hand out their 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 CD and like that lifted them up that literally made them pop in south florida mm-hmm. and i feel like the same is important for for us for yeah. for gay especially gay black people we need that especially with gay black artists mm-hmm. that are trying to like come up and do their thing having a space that is permanent and consistent like you mm-hmm. were saying would be phenomenal because it would i think it would offer that yep. to the community yeah i agree um wow I, thank you guys for entertaining me with that with that conversation. That was great. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add to it? Any final words? Final thoughts? Throw that ass in a circle. Please throw yeah. it in a circle. Yeah, Girl, have fun in the club. Have fun yeah. in the club. Kiss somebody in the club. And also, they don't only fight in Atlanta. Stop that. Oh, <laughs> they they do not only fight in Atlanta, and also stop shaming niggas for coming to Atlanta and going to the club. Because let's be clear, it ain't too many places you can go in the country and have a good time for gay black folks. True. I've traveled to Dallas, I've traveled to Houston, I've traveled to New York, I've traveled to uh, Chicago, Chicago, I've traveled to Miami, I've been to Vegas. <laughs> it's not that popping for gay black people. <laughs> 
It's, she is not that girl. She's not that girl. <laughs> Atlanta's where they gave that girl some and they get their lives. So, period. Um, moving higher in the program, we have our grown and gay section, and Mr. Vaughn will lead yes. us in that. So, if this is your first time uh, listening to the show, or if you haven't listened in a while since we've curated this grown and gay segment, uh, the grown and gay se- segment is where we, as a collective, mm-hmm. discuss topics that are a little, you know, a little more mature than what oh. our uh, growing up gay segment Classy. is. Something that can be a little bit, uh, you know, salacious. Salacious. That was a good word. That's a good word, friend. You know. That's a good word. Yeah. So, for this week, I wanted to discuss what's your price? Ooh. What's my price? What is what's your this? price? So, the topic, like I said, for this week is what's your price? And it's how much would it cost you to do things outside of your normal parameters? Um, as we saw, Jeffree Star had that tall handsome young man walking around with him mm-hmm. um and a lot of people were very confused because why did skeletor have a athlete a former nba athlete uh what was that about and then you know it came out that the young man was just um employed mm-hmm. you know for hire he was a contracted <laughs> he was a contracted lover Ooh. you know <laughs> Um, so, and also, there's also been the topic of, you know, the girls that go to Dubai and get shat on, and like, uh, <laughs> wait, is, wait, excuse listen, me, I'm hold on, wait, the girls, get, the girls go over to the UAE to get, to get shit on? Listen, it's been Y'all well known, it's been, <laughs> it's well known that, that women would be getting flown to Dubai, and you know, your a lot of your favorite IG baddies, especially, oh, I would say not, oh lord, especially like 2012 to like 2016, that was like the peak of that, when everyone was going to Dubai, and it was like, what y'all doing over in Dubai? And then we found out some of them were getting shitted on, because that's something that the men over there apparently like to do. Now, what's your cost to to let that shit on you? Well, see, that's the thing, there's a lot of of questions here, right? That's what I want to know, I want to get right into it. How much does it cost for a nigga to take a dunk on you? Okay, so... Because right now, I'm outdone. So, um, <laughs> no. Listen, so first of all, it depends. <laughs> it depends. What kind of shit is it? Nigga, I'm talking about he's been because drunk, if but it's, you can't hold know on, that. Hold on, you, you, don't know. you don't know. I'm, I'm saying because if it's diarrhea, we really got to talk about it. <laughs> You're not going to know. Baby, it's going to be baby, warm. You have been. It's going to be good in my beard. Vine, you have been booked. Okay. <laughs> You've been booked to be shot on. Whatever girl. comes out, comes whatever out. Whatever comes out, comes out, girl. You can't say, okay, is it firm or is it like right. you know, wet, girl? No. You've been booked <laughs> to be shot on. <laughs> what, is what is What's your price? What is your price? Um... Uh, give me fifty thousand. Okay, fifty thousand. That's realistic. Though. Listen, if you listen, if you fly, fly if you fly, fly all me, expenses fly me, pay, fly me that. first. If fly me know, first. If you fly take me care first all class, my lodging. You, listen, if you fly me first class, United Emirates. Yep. You know, you put me up in you know the finest five star because again quality bougie stush hotel. And you give me money to spend and shop and do my thing, and then like you also are gonna pay me for that one service. Wow. Yeah. Thought me fit. you thought me thirty with all that included. Because you know, you know what? Because listen, because listen, listen. I take showers. Yeah. 
And let's also admit something here. We're all gay men. Some of y'all hoes getting shit on for free. Oh, <laughs> so I don't want shit on my dick, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm just saying. I can't. Throw me thirty thousand, fifty thousand. Okay, friend. What about you? What about you, Malik? <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. Somebody took shit on me. And you know, in the Middle East, they be eating uh, a lot of. Yeah, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, high fiber diet. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I really, you know, if 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 the email came through, re- <laughs> request, request, if the booking request, the book, came the booking comes through and it says request. For appearance, <laughs> and I get on the call, and we and we talk about the specifics, and they say, "Well, you know, my client is into some some things, and he wants to do this." I'm gonna say, "Okay, can we get a six figure deal?" I'm just, I'm just gonna ask. Right. I'm going to listen. Ask. They got it. It's not an ask. You need the demand. I'm gonna, got ask. It. I'm gonna say, "Well, well, can we do a hundred thousand mm. dollars?" And I also want to know what's your bottom. Wh- but I also want to know what. I want to know: Can we do six figures? And can and, and where is he gonna shit on me at? Mm. Oh, period. Because where my chest, my face, my back? <laughs> Damn sure not my face. But see, I feel like that. Listen. I feel like that's what they want to do it. Because <laughs> I listen, feel like they want to shit as in your much face. money as I spend on skincare. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like as that's much where money they want as to I do spend it. On skincare, I'm these niggas are nasty. <laughs> no, they're nasty. They have no. the money. They no they want to they want to humiliate you. Y'all, yeah, that's what it is. It's humiliation. But what's your bottom dollar? My bottom dollar, I can't do it for less than fifty. Okay, I'm a cheapo. I can't. I cannot. I can't do it. For, I can't do it for less than fifty. You would really turn down thirty thousand dollars for somebody shit on your chest? Ooh, oh, I, yeah. Thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Changes your day, because, bitch. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Thirty thousand dollars is just gonna help me get that shit stain from off my chin. I can't. No, it's a, a rag will do that. <laughs> a five dollar rag. Listen, bitch. a five dollar rag. But bitch. think about it though, friend. Let's have a real conversation. This is not getting posted on social media. This no. is nobody's business. But no you one's gonna know. Well, you see, not taking thirty thousand. Okay, but, but you, I want my fifty. But hold steps. on. But you assume that. But just like how you no. said that the same girls that we did not know, some of our Insta baddies but that see, are going to that, Dubai that, now, that, all of a sudden, you know that they are getting shat that on only, to that, go over on, to Dubai and for a Dior bag. So now only, here we are. That we know became, that those girls are getting that shat on. That only became public knowledge after the fact. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying. I'm saying after the fact. I'm saying. I'm saying if nobody gonna be gone by the time this comes out, and then what are we gonna do? If nobody, shit on again. if nobody knows, listen, I'm well traveled. I've been to Dubai and nobody Dubai. thought I got shot on. Okay, <laughs> right, good. So good, good. again, if nobody's gonna know about it, I'm not turning down thirty thousand. Yeah, I'm not. What's your number, Wesley? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm sorry. Sis. What's your I'm, number? I'm not into <laughs> humiliation, sis. I know the girls are into it, but I don't I'm know, not. girl. That I would have to be real desperate. I'm sorry, I, cause, and this may be also another TMI already, but I personally don't even like waiting for a nigga to come on me. So like sitting there waiting for somebody to shit, shit on that me. Is awkward. Let me tell you something. That's oh, why I need to be a whole I experience. Just, I need to be flued at. I, I can't I, in the best hotel. I don't want to say I can't, and I I don't want to say I can't, and I won't because you never, never know, know life situations. You never know. But as it stands right now, <laughs> now yeah. I will have to decline. What about a golden shower? Mm. I've been peed on before. Oh, oh. okay. I mean, we, we were we were in the shower. 
Okay. And he peed on my, my stomach and my legs. Okay. I've never was had that. Was that a request or he just, he was he peeing? Did not, he, he did not ask me to do that. Okay. It, it was actually, I feel like some of those things. It, it, it was actually, it was surprising. Um, and, and now I, see, that's how somebody get their ass beat. And I could tell, and I could tell he was really enjoying it. Because he was okay. smiling and laughing. Like, he did yeah. that. He did that on purpose. He, he, did, he did it on purpose. He did that on purpose. He did it on purpose. Sure. He was he, marking his territory. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was yeah. peeing on me. And I was like, wow, this nigga really is peeing on me. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, some people are into that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I'd probably say the price of that would be a little bit... I, I'd Name have a, a price number. for that. Name a number. I'd have a price for Name that. Name a number. Oh. Name a number. Right now, I I let nigga pee on me. I let nigga pee in my mouth for thirty for thirty stacks. Pee in your mouth. Pee in your yeah. mouth. Oh, mm, kinky. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm just I'm just. Now I'm not gonna swallow vanilla. it. But yeah. I, swallow I, me, I, I'll, me. I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll let that piss hit my tongue <laughs> for, th- for for thirty for thirty bands. That acidic apple juice. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let that apple juice hit, hit my tongue for Ooh. thirty bands. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's probably gonna have to be like. I still probably need like a six situation six on that. Figure. Like I just, yeah. I'm just humiliation is just not my vibe yeah. at all. And anything that's not my kink. Yeah. That's not yeah. my kink at all. So yeah, it's gonna have to. I'm gonna what need. Is, some, what I'm is gonna your kink? Some. If you have one, do you have a kink? Just you know, just, just to go there really quickly. I do like aggression. Like, okay, so slapping. So, so I was about to say, so what, like, what if he choking, spits in your face? Spitting, choking. I like spit. Okay. Um, I don't in know. If it's necessarily spitting on me, spit but in your like mouth? just spit. Period. Can 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 in your mouth? Now wait a minute, don't because that's that's phlegm. <laughs> we're no, not doing it's that. Busted. It's busted. Wait a minute, we're not sharing viruses. Listen, no, I'm listen. It's all viruses. It's all phlegm that the niggas suggested. But no, here's my thing. Because right now, and this is coming, that's not phlegm. This, I'm not phlegmy right now. This is but I'm from somebody it up that this does. Fit. Listen, this is someone that's into spit play. You're not going to. <laughs> <spit anything. laughs> you can drizzle it. You can dribble it. Yeah, but you he can. Can't. You can even swallow it, swish it around in your mouth a little bit but to he make it a little it. bit more cumbersome. He get not cumbersome. But like, you're not going to. You're not going to because that's for the mucus, bitch. I don't know what the fuck. If you got dairy intolerance, bitch. I don't know if you got. You know oh, that is so nasty. I don't know if it's that's the flu. You ain't about to spit the flu in my mouth. That's no or my yeah. face. No, no. So yeah, not my no. So no. I I get into that, but yeah, not not the flum. But you know, I get into more aggressive stuff or like if somebody that's just very dominating. dominating I love like I, I love a, I love a good open hand spanking. I love giving a spanking. Yeah. Okay. A lot of guys I've, I've dated with have been into being spanked. Mm. Oh. I, <laughs> you had to stop yourself. You had to stop yourself. I saw it. It was right on that. His, his whole body just stopped him. Like his, Man. he was about to say it, and then whatever his whole was, body said, "Bitch." Whatever he now. was about to say came from the tip of his Listen, toes, bitch. all the way up his legs through his Y'all, chest. Y'all, the nigga told me to put him over my lap. What? And okay. S- and said, "Spank me." Spank me over and let me your lap. I got. Lay him right over here. <laughs> I can't. Come on. And gave him. I got my L I my life. Yeah. And I did it. I did that for free. I didn't even need a check for that bitch. And that was free. Yeah. And okay. I'm, so wait. So now here's my final question. Yeah. Name your price. Okay. On Jeffrey Star. 
<laughs> bitch, Bro. go ahead and hang me right now. <laughs> go ahead and crucify me. I'm done. Because here's here's why I asked that question, right? This, although this is a trivial topic, this is a reality for a lot of just desirable people yeah. in general, right? Yeah. And and that that's not one being pigeonholed to one thing. You can look like whatever and be desirable to somebody, yeah. right? You might be your average everyday looking black guy and there's a white man that's obsessed with you because of your blackness uh-huh. right and that white man might end up being a republican and awful and you know smell like hot dog <laughs> so that's why i asked that question <laughs> because i do see it a lot especially with black gays mm-hmm. being an, or not even just black black and latin gays colorful gay men mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. where i see them and they're in these circles and they hang with the jeffree stars and they hang with all the other awful white people Mm. Or just awful people in general. Not yeah. even let's not even put a, a race on it. Awful people in general, where you're like, what must have been your price in order for mm. you to associate with this person that mm. is publicly mm. known as awful and a racist? To be honest with you guys, I've never, I've never fucked a guy's ugly as Jeffrey Star. <laughs> Me either. And and I fucked some ugly guys before. Who, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who I thought were not desirable to me, but in the moment I just wanted to fuck because I was horny. Right. I wanted a warm hole. I've never fucked anybody as ugly as Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star looks like he a looks like something that you find under your shoe. He looks it's like a mistake. after a long day walking in New York on a yeah, summer day. He looks like a mistake. He looks he looks Jesus bad. Christ. And I would fuck Jeffree Star for. Um, but you gotta date him, not just fuck. Oh, you gotta oh, be damn. seen with him. Oh, I, oh, I, I wouldn't do it. That's why I asked that question. I wouldn't question. do it because first thing first, he's he's a right, he's a non racist. Yeah. And I feel like I would I feel like if I fuck if I fuck with Jeffree Star, I would not be invited to the cookout anymore. Yeah. And no, I'm like Well, here's be. the reality. You would. And, and <laughs> based upon well, let me specify, right? And the, that the reason why I asked that question, I chose him is because there was somebody that I don't know at all, don't have any association with this person at all. That nigga don't even know I'm alive. But I have seen him over the years on social media a lot. He's popular, he's very good looking. All of these things, right? And I remember he's also he's one of the gays that don't have a job but is very fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know, a bitch ain't never clocked in, but got clocked in all the pieces. Period. You know, <laughs> and I remember I remember thinking, oh bitch, right. oh bitch, he's clocked in. Oh, right. listen, he's clocked in, all right. So I remember I remember seeing him with Jeffrey Star um, around the same time the the other dude was. I mean, I remember thinking, huh, interesting. Damn, y'all f- flow with the wind, boy. Y'all yeah. don't have no. Yeah. Like you're either the price is really low yeah. or he's paying really well. Well, I also think, you know, when it comes to, to, to Jeffree Star and, and we can tie this back to the club life, we begin to see the classicism mm-hmm. and we begin to see what the what's your cost in action. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we start seeing again, like I said, I was introduced to scammy and scheming. Yeah. Then, yeah. and so you begin and escorting and escorting like, and all of that, escorts. all of that. So yeah. you begin to see the different ways that people live. That's the real what's your price? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's what I'm saying. That's the real what's your price. So I think it. I think it. I think it really boils down to, you know, um, classicism, who you are, where you come from, the money that you have, the, the you know access, right? And how because you look, you have, and if you, you want to use that it, to your ability, to your often um, if you ability. have it, you're not as pressed. That other people and have. you know what that's what yeah, that's and it, that's, that's what it. I was just about to say. A lot of this like name your price things. The reason why I feel like I can't answer is because like I don't need that right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that, so I'm good mm-hmm. for me. But if I'm, I'm in a if I'm in a if I'm in a struggling if I'm in a situation or I'm, if I want something bad enough to where I'm like. 
this will help me get there like a lot i'm just like i just mm-mm, i don't know I yeah my new friend <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel that I feel that, but I I I think I w- I could never date Jeffrey Star just because he, anyone that looks like him or associates with him because he's just so vile, vile, and yeah. he just looks like I would be I would have a nasty case of the claps. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 and, the and drag. And I don't it's want drags, I don't want that that so I don't want that to be my, my reality. So I'm a pass. <laughs> no, no deal. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you for, for your, your consideration. Inquiry. Thank you for your inquiry. Are you also no. passing, Wesley? I'm a pass. Uh, yeah, it's a hard pass. pass. So yeah. that yeah. that's one case where I don't need a thirty thousand. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want that bag. I don't want the thirty thousand dollars that bag. I'm good. I'm good. Jeffrey Star. <laughs> also, because I feel like I would, I would fight him. Like, yeah. he's one of those people where I feel like. I'm like, you know what, bitch? You done a lot of our shit over the years. <clears throat> and not only that, I feel like she's one of those girls where she, you give her an inch, she takes some out. Oh, she takes five. Oh, for sure. You, the she contract the contract is signed, it's been rendered, your payment has been, and she's doing some other shit that was not a part of the bitch, deal. Bitch, did I ask you to post me while I was asleep talking That's about That's what I'm saying. Knocked him out. That's what I'm no, saying. Bitch, that no, was bitch. No, bitch. Now I'm about to kill you. Now I gotta punch your ass. Now I gotta beat your motherfucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for, <laughs> it's a no me, for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. All right, all right, y'all. Well, thank you guys for, for partaking in that game with Yay. me. It's quite fun. Yeah. We're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. It's Malik. Aren't you tired of hearing those queens lecturing us? No? Well, I am. So we want to hear from you. Have a question, comment, or some messy tea? Write into the show for our spill it section at growingupgaypodcast at gmail.com. Now back into the show. All right. So we are back with this week's On the Timeline. Damn. This, okay, this, wait a minute. <laughs> bitch, you about to get your mouth. <laughs> letting this bitch. Ah! Get What's wet, bitch? Bitch. Bitch. So, so this, this be every week. <laughs> oh, shit. So this, this week on the timeline, if this is your first time listening, on the timeline is our um, throwaway segment where we discuss uh, celebrity topics, things that we don't necessarily care about that's going on in society. Just, you know, fun things that are happening on in social media or in the world of celebrity that we just want to dish about. Yeah, about. So, so the, the, first, the first thing that I wanted Real to get talk. into is uh, Versus. Yeah. Um, it has just been announced that uh, Keisha Cole and Ashanti are going to be uh, having a Versus on December 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it will be Sideburns. Oh, uh-uh. You better stop. <laughs> so I was going to say uh-uh. Sideburns side, side, side versus a Blunt Orange Bang. You yes. Who <laughs> Are you Team Scoot or Team Keisha? <laughs> I, I'm definitely Team Keisha. I'm, my voice is, my throat is going to be done. Because Listen. It, I'm going to be yelling in the I house. I can't wait for them to drop Bitch, I'm Team like, KC. Yeah. Okay. The Libra Queen. Now, both of them are, now this, this is definitely yeah. the battle of the Libras. So let's yeah. be clear. Mm. But I am Team Keisha motherfucking cold, bitch. Yeah. The, this is the way it is. What you talking about, girl? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm definitely team Keisha. My only thing is, and as I'm hoping, because Keisha has been like asking for it, 
actively on social media. Um, I've seen Ashanti dibbling into it as well. But Keisha has definitely been like, no, bitch, I want your head. <laughs> and oh. I'm, I'm hoping, not in a bad way, just, yeah, no, like, just a, like she's like, yeah, she really wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that means she's well prepared because this is going to be 100% a game of strategy. Straight up strategy. 100%. Straight up strategy. Because Ashanti has a good five to six songs that Keisha can't touch. Can't touch. Now, <laughs> hold on. I might say three to five, not five to six. Foolish. Foolish. My days will come without you. Okay, boys, I hear it. Burn that. Burn so it. So Shanti needs to burn that. Don't drop foolish and then drop love because you're gonna lose. Yeah. Although <laughs> I love love. Yeah. That's my shit. I was screaming it on the school bus. Let foolish mm-hmm. go. Let foolish. <laughs> go. Foolish is that, that's right. That's a win. And then I would probably also say, um, fuck. What is it? The, uh, what's the J Lo song she wrote? Girl, which one? She's only written one. That's the gag. People Baby, I don't oh. know why you treat me so. so that's foolish. That's that's foolish part two. Yeah. <laughs> well, she could drop two, but that's a dub because you're only going to get one point for that. You're yeah. not getting two points for that. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, my point is it's a game of strategy because Keisha, although people play in her face, Keisha had a super solid run. Keisha has three albums right, yeah. that, that you, Undeniable. you can press play are there. and go through the album right. song mm-hmm. for song and not skip. Right. The way it is, a girl like me. Um, Fuck, what's the what's third the other one? one? Girl, I don't know their album. No, the third I one bangs as well. Hold on, because that that one has um, a different me. It's, yeah, it's a, a different, different me. A different a me. Different me. Them, them first three albums, they bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ashanti to me has bangers sing as singles mm-hmm. and, and features and, fe- and features but yeah. not album but not that's bodies why, of work that's why I but say can she play a, features though she can yeah she can definitely features. play features she can do features what, yes. oh, that's what that's what I was thinking of always on time there's no touching that can't touch that Keisha can't touch that that was a hit hit that always was like time. A, a top two <laughs> yeah. hit hit baby I'm not always there when you come listen yeah so that's, that's why I feel like it's a game of strategy. Keisha needs to, and at first it's gonna be like, "Oh, Shanti's whooping her ass," but then she needs to come and haymaker hey in the God. middle, and that's, <laughs> and that's where she'll win <laughs> with that last night. That's where she'll with win. that trust, right? With that motherfucking, Ooh, I should have cheated. I should have cheated. Love, make me over, 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 make me nice. Listen, yes. Okay, that's more of a that's more of a Keisha deep cut. Make like, me over is definitely a deep cut. That's not like that. You got to do heaven sent, sent heaven from sent heaven. Yeah, okay. okay like that. Yeah. Those that's what we're that's, gonna be. Make me over is one that she could drop to burn. Yeah, she needs to have a Keisha sis. If you're listening, I know you're not. Although you don't have me blocked, she has everyone else blocked. I'm not blocked. I'm, I'm not, not blocked. blocked Ashan- Ashanti blocked. Me. Ashanti has me blocked. Same. Ashanti has me blocked. Same. Why? Um, what are y'all doing? Y'all some messy bitches. 2010. That's all it was, man. I was y'all was some messy nine. bitches. Y'all that's, was probably taking me. part in when the gays were dragging her for probably. no reason. <laughs> probably when she was scooting. That's <laughs> yes. I think. I think most of you That's what I think most of y'all got blocked. I think. I think Ashanti blocked me like literally 2010, 2009. Oh nine, yeah. Sasha Fierce era yeah. is when she is when she got me up out of here. That's probably when I got blocked. I don't even know when I got blocked, but that's probably when I got blocked. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a game of strategy. So if Keisha allows burn, let Ashanti get the first five and in the last one, because that's how it works. They hit you with bangers in the in the beginning, and then they hit you with their, their biggest banger or the, the last two big bangers at the end. Um, and then Keisha just needs to win the middle because she has more, in my personal opinion. Hits. Keisha has more hits than Ashanti. Than Ashanti. Ashanti just has a bigger 
top five. That's y'all gonna all get dragged. Y'all gonna get dragged on the internet. No, I'm not. That's not taking. Ashanti stands are serious, and they are. They're also forty. Oh. Like, we'll focus on taxes. Um, <laughs> but, no. Um, Ashanti has a mass... Like, she, that's what I was saying. Ashanti has, that like, that five to six songs that are, that are like, huge. Mm. Rain huge. on me. Huge. Rain on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby, baby, baby. Listen. Yeah. Oh, baby. Rock, oh, rock with yeah. you. Baby, baby, Rock with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean, I'm she does have some stuff. She does. And ain't it funny? Ain't funny. Ain't funny. That's what yeah. I was thinking of the jail mm. song. That's mm. the one she wrote. A uh, co-wrote. Um, yeah. So I think that'll be that'll be an interesting versus versus versus. Um, I think. Um, side note: Gucci beat Jeezy. I'm Period. Done. Period. He did. He Thank didn't. you. Hello. He Period. He didn't. he didn't. Like, what the fuck you talking about? Yo, G- Gucci versus- set was listen. Period. I'm not gonna lie. There was a point where I was like, wait a minute, Gucci beat his ass. But there was a, a good seven song run towards the end where Gucci was playing anything. Sir, we were in 2007 on Jeezy's side. That whole we was time. in multiple ranges. Multiple no, ranges. With Gucci. I, listen, I'm not denying Gucci that. Gucci said, I'm about to play some of my new shit. That, 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 and then Jeezy would those, follow up with a song from 03. But we none back of those, to the big ass those, uh, tall tees and shit. None like, of those like, new sir. hits are actual hits. Bitch, the song. The song let's keep the song. it. Let's keep it about because first of all, Gucci fucked himself by not pay, playing like three massive records that he has. Well, maybe he played he had himself. a right to it, child. I don't so know. So that's why he lost. It wasn't. Gucci I mean, won, it wasn't. Period. It wasn't an ass whooping, but he lost. All right. Well, okay. Listen. Next case. Next case. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. Uh, <laughs> it's just a y'all from Decatur. That's all it is. Period. He, he shouted out Westy Chapel so many y'all times, and I was like, so many bitch. Times. I was like, this is me. Period. Period. Oh my mama. Oh my mama. (laughs) That's my hood, nigga. I was so ghetto that that evening. Yeah, I was too. It was a love. My cousin FaceTime me. She was throwing ass against the wall with her daughter recording. I was like, this is so. (laughs) It was everything. Anyway, sorry. So urban. Anyway. The next topic, Malik, do you want to take this one? It's the yeah, young... um, so there's a viral video going around with a man named Kevin Samuels. He is a YouTuber, and he has a YouTube show where he gives um, his callers dating advice, life advice. And there is a caller, there's a seven-minute video going around where there's a woman. She calls in. She's a dark-skinned black woman. She, she describes herself as, you know, um, she makes six figures. She has a child. And she's telling Kevin that she wants a man that also makes six figures, that's also a boss, a baller. And he and Kevin is trying to level with her, let her know, in his opinion, that she does not qualify for this type of man. This man is out of her league because she <laughs> is a single woman with a sketchy does baby she have daddy. Six figures? She does make six figures. Okay. But she's an average looking woman. Mm. Data white man says. Agree. If she if she wants that type of man, she should be oh, the yeah. white man. What I meant was date outside your race. But I think I think the conversation. If you have to. I don't normally give that advice, but in her case. <laughs> but my thing is, she described herself as average looking. No, Damn. he did. He did. He, oh. he pressured her, in my opinion, to describe oh. herself. He basically as that. was like, "You ain't a bad bitch." That's all. That's, that's what oh. he said. He said, "You're and, not." And, and, and he stood his. He held his position, saying, right. "You're not a bad bitch." He was like, "You're not young. <laughs> you're not a bad bitch, and you got a child." <laughs> It. Everything's it's all it's a no for me. <laughs> right. You don't check any of the boxes. Any of the boxes. <laughs> right. But overall, I thought 
I thought his argument had weight, but I thought the way he came delivered across, it was delivered disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was bad. There was a lot of misogynoir. Very misogynistic, and and <laughs> uh, and and I also think that th- that conversation that um, video really raised ra- ra- raises the conversation around de- around desirability mm-hmm. and who gets to decide who is desirable right. and why. Right. And I think that we see a lot of times where we where we see black men that come to affluent some type of wealth and i mean mm-hmm. wealth com- community wealth right. they mm-hmm. make more than their cousin thank you okay because i was about to specify that's why I'm, I'm being very specific where they make more than people around them right they get this very elitist attitude uh-huh. where they don't want to be bothered now well specify they don't want, want to be bothered they don't want to be bothered with that mm. with an average looking woman with a an child, average looking black an woman. average looking black That's woman specified because they black date woman. handsome white women. They will the date an average looking white woman. White because woman just white, like they daddy. Yes, because whiteness is 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 close to proximity to to mm-hmm. winning and yeah. to wealth. wealth. Mm-hmm. And people want to be around that. Mm-hmm. So I do think the conversation really should be centered around why is that black black men expect so much from black women mm-hmm. and why do they want them to look so exotic when when, when blackness ultimately They is, don't want them to look exotic. So what is it they want? Black men don't want black... Let me specify. Cisgender, heterosexual black men yeah. do not mm. want cisgender... Well, yeah, cisgender, any kind of sexual black woman to feel like they are too good for anything or anyone. They need them to consistently be below them because if the white woman that I'm chasing for doesn't want me, you still need to be there for me. And also, if you're not going to mm. be there for me, you need to be there for my cousin Pookie and them. Mm. That ain't doing so well. So you can be six figures, have five degrees, have worked yourself into a place of affluence and wealth, have built a world for yourself, have a child or not, or mm. four. And you need and to be willing to take be this. Willing. You need to, <laughs> to be willing to take that ain't got no job. Thank you. And not and not necessarily because here here's also a, a dose of reality, right? Not even a an average black man. Because he wasn't telling her Go find yourself, uh, you know, a plumber, a hardworking no. plumber. That she said, find an average-looking com- black man. Right. He wanted her to settle beyond settle. Uh-huh. Because here's the thing. Having a trade, ain't nothing wrong with that. Oops. Being a mechanic, being a fireman, being anything that's quote-unquote regular, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nope. Mm-hmm. At all. And, though, and, and I also say... There are some women that are going to make six figures or some men that are going to make six figures and they're going to end up dating men that don't. Yes. And that is a reality. Right? So if he would have delivered it in that way, then he would not have been wrong. But he delivered it in kind of a, you don't have the license to even want more. Because you are a black woman with a child who is average looking and you're not young. Which Jeez. to me is and you don't and, and you don't deserve those things exactly mm. and yeah the audacity of you to even want those things bitch who the fuck is you my nigga like wow. who died and made you fucking G- Gibraltar like, I guess but you what don't was, get to decide what's the so peak. when but when also when she was delivering it did it sound like she was coming across as like like she was too good for anything well, like honestly I guess I'm trying I to figure out where her, that did think, that energy just come from that's because like that's who no, he is or the energy like, came from because that's who he is yeah. he, okay. he's he's a pompous asshole okay. who thinks that he's God's gift to the world okay in my opinion the yeah. reason I felt that was because I think that. <clears throat> His beginning argument was centered around access and right. network. Right. Saying that you don't know any six-figure niggas. Which is your, wrong. Your dad is not a six-figure man. Your uncles, your people that are around you are not that. Right. Okay? So, I think the argument, if it would have stayed centered around accessibility and around networking, around, you know, pedigree, 
I could have understood that. But he would have even been wronger there. Because if I make six figures, that means, guess what? The niggas that work with me make what? Six figures, too. Plus. Plus. Because we know black women are the least paid. True. Let's let's mm-hmm. really discuss it. Mm-hmm. So if it's pedigree, sis is around them. But her family, knowing, no, family knowing, she's not trying no, to fuck her cousin. No, she's not. She's not. But I, but I do think there is some. I mean, yes, around. access is limited. Yes. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She definitely can't meet. It's, it'll be very less than likely for her to like meet one of her cousin's friends, and he's also making six figures. Yeah. Yes. That's a super valid argument. Yes. But if you're pigeonholing it by saying you don't even know how the fuck, no, I work with them, mm-hmm. which goes back to my point. And I, and I say this, I am not a proponent for dating outside of your race. I try to tell black people to <laughs> love this each disclaimer. other. You know? I can't. But if you have tried that and it's not working for you and you desire something, yeah. there's nothing wrong with seeing if, if Julio mm-hmm. can give you that. You. If Ethan. If mm-hmm. Ethan can give you And then if he can't and his family, which they probably will be racist, but if he isn't, <laughs> flourish. Agreed. Agree. Because I'm not going to settle, bitch. I think, I think our, our good sisters should find love wherever they can find it, however they find it, and whatever it looks like. No one has the license to tell you who and what you qualify for. Right. Now, of course, there's there there's such thing as being ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest. When Malik sent this to me, I was like, well, there's a little bit of reality there. Yeah, there, there, there was some truth there to, some to truth There was some Okay, that's why I was asking the question. I was like, okay, was he just like really off the rails or was it kind of no, like a... No, it was, it was reality. Sis, let's, let's was, sit down listen, and have a slice of this humble you can, pie. You can serve me a dish without throwing it in my face. Okay. That's, that, that's what it is. Wow, that's a good one. Write that down, sis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you know, if, if if you guys have have seen the video, you have some other thoughts, write in, tweet us, text us, let us know what you think. But overall, I thought I thought it was a very interesting yeah. conversation um, that made me, you know, think about myself. You speaking, know, like speaking of interesting think, like, conversations, you know. have y'all seen Purr? <laughs> have y'all seen Purr. Santana and mm-hmm. Roller Ray's beef going at it? Well, I mean, it was like a really quick one. You know, yeah. I'm Team Santana always, but I usually um, am too. But I thought his walk walk it was not directed was towards but him that's oh, all that's no that's all been recorded that's all oh, had been, been recorded okay, well, no, yeah no I take it back. And that was see, it's the fans always making stuff messy. I take it he back. made that yeah. song a long time ago. Okay. Not a long time Did ago. Did he post it in regard to him though? I think it just was ironic the time. I think it, it was just out. a very okay, ironic I saw time. It, right? I saw it going around and this is me. And I always tell people to do this, but I just I haven't been on social media as much lately. I've just been mm. trying to Focus mm-hmm. on other things, um, but I always tell people take a beat and look into whatever it is that yeah. you just saw that alarmed you in any kind of way. Yeah, and like see if it is what it is or if it ain't what it ain't. Um, <laughs> and I didn't do that with this case. I just saw it as oh okay, that's it's plausible because it's Santana. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like oh that's a late read. You can right. do better than that. You're from South Florida. Like come on, yeah, do better. Yeah. Try harder, sis. Right, mm-hmm. but if that if that's not the case, then that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it wasn't the case, no. but okay. the girls were going at it, and you know they blocked each other afterwards. It's so unfortunate that the gays always have to like argue with each other because it really seemed like it was about nothing. No, it always is. It was really it's about it's about, it's about social media. And, yeah, I and just, moments I just and, like this is mess. really about nothing. Yeah. And I think I don't even know. Like it was like I don't even think 
which one who started it because it was somebody somebody else started somebody tweeted either rolling ray or something like somebody that. tweeted santana, santana a question about rolling ray uh-huh. santana retweeted it it was a little shady and rolling ray said you ain't have to respond to the fans that's please. true yeah that's period okay. yeah that's what it is yeah you know oh somebody was saying something about uh, like you worried about him and he was like girl i'm not worried about nobody else especially not him or something yeah, like exactly. that yeah exactly and, um, and rolling was like bitch you ain't have to respond to that fan right yeah you don't have Which to say nothing true. if you really if you really not paying if attention, you really not you really don't care exactly. then like why even but say anything at all he took a moment to shade him yeah okay. which and you know and honestly and I, and I and i do think reading and gagging is sport to a degree it is without <laughs> you know, question so let's be clear you know sometimes you you do have to get a bitch off her rocker and just and go for her and go for her chin yeah. even when she's not expecting it <laughs> i did die when roland ray said i was sitting here charging my chair right? <laughs> <laughs> i Green. <laughs> because I just picture him laying in the bed with his chair charging and chair his charging, phone vibrating yeah. and he open it and look at it and be like Purr. like what is going on <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah that, that well Beyonce that, does know him uh, and she checks on him from time, time to time, time, time just checking time in time. on you like I always, always do, do. <laughs> Just check it out. I said, Who on her team showed her those videos <laughs> and told her blue. and said, This would be a great troll if you do this? Probably blue. This would be a whole moment. This would be a whole moment. That, that, listen, that, that, that keep her ear to the streets because not like I always do. Yeah. I said, Beyonce, you know, you do not check this nigga, but you, at had, all. But you had to. That at is. All. You barely check on Michelle, bitch. That's you what you call leaning in. That is leaning that in. Is yeah. Lean in. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, whew, shout out. And the last thing I want to touch on really quickly, really quickly, mm-hmm. is Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, the reunion is coming up. Yes. The, the My girl Monique is going to come up with her binder, bitch. I am so ready for Listen, her to come through and open up. Friends, I love. Oh, I'm I so ready for her to come in there and just Ooh. shut Miss Wrinkle Neck Giselle up. The Ooh. Green Eyed Bandits, bitch. Her and Robin. Oh, I'm so ready wait. for it. Karen, and I'm they ready. They said it's four parts. Oh, God. Okay, that's going to be a lot. Yeah. They're bringing a lot of material. Because they're bringing the husbands out. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Michael and um, uh, Candace's. They got to it. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Chris. It. He was and pushing Chris. them. And Chris, uh-huh. I'm happy Chris came to the union, reunion because I think the part that I've always. I've always found it so annoying about this whole season with the whole Monique thing is people kind of like swept the fact that this girl was. You fuck with my family. Mm-hmm. Candace was purposely. Talking about, I wanted to the fullest extent of the law. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then everybody was so surprised when Monique is going to fight back. Like, what are you talking about, girl? I'm not trying to go to jail. So, yeah, I'm going to have somebody. She was waving a knife at somebody before. Thank you. I want this to speak to her character because this is what Thank she you. did. Character assassination. You're damn right. You're damn I'm about right. to and assassinate the, the fuck out of her character. It was okay for Monique to have to own up to who she was and, mm-hmm. and her character. But not mm-hmm. Candace. But when it was Candace, all of a sudden it was, uh, how could you? How she didn't lie you? on her. She, she told the truth. She told the truth about what happened. Exactly. So this it's is like, what happened. if it's good for the goose, it's, it's good, good for the gander. And like I said, <laughs> like I said, you was bringing somebody on the show that was trying to say that I had an affair on my husband and had a child outside my marriage. Disgusting. Like, that's nothing to play with. Disgusting. Yeah. And Monique was trying to be mature about it by not even engaging. And yeah. you kept bringing her around. You you wanted this moment from me and you got it. Yeah. So, here we are. 
Done. I'm team Monique because team Monique, Monique, Monique team told her, period. well, if I'm kicked off the show, I'm going to finish the bitch off. I, listen, finish I her stand. Off, girl. I stand. I stand. Because that is, that's <laughs> me. That's me. Well, bitch, if that's if the I'm, case, I'm going to finish If I'm off bitch. the show, I'm a, and, I, and I, I'm so glad she brought it back to the reunion. <laughs> because what, the one thing I will give Monique hell for is revisionist history. After mm. the fight, she started acting like she didn't remember what happened. <laughs> she started, she started, you know, seasoning. I blacked out. Right. She started seasoning out. <laughs> I'm talking about, well, she, and I was like, no, Monique, you, 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 you did you that. You did that. You, you tore did that, her girl. hair first. Yeah, you did that. Uh-huh. She was asking for it, though. She said, yeah. drag me. And you she just, did. you drug her. And you, you, you just got tired of it. And, but right. you know what? I get that. Because you know what? At the same time, as I've always said, you're not going to see, like, at, at the end of the day, there's a certain point where, like, I'm getting past the talking. Exactly. Like, I'm done with this. Exactly. You keep on talking about, drag me, drag me, drag me. Okay, I'm you know what? At this you. point, I'm going <laughs> to shut you the fuck up. And well, I am literally going to drag you literally. at this point because I'm Thank done you. with it. Because you said this last year. Exactly. You said it the year you before when you, I was pregnant. You've been asking Girl, several you, bitches you to have drag been you. asking for it. And they've had it. more patience than I have. And at this point, at I'm going to have to shut you up. Exactly. And you can write as many post-it notes as you need to on your mirror and say that you're okay. And all that was about money. Like ooh. that, and that also was another gag that I feel like everyone ignored when it came mm-hmm. out that you were trying to sue her and get money from her. Right, you really weren't because trying let's to be really real. Get her to You're jail. broke. Yeah. Your man's restaurant closed down. It did. So the mm-hmm. the the dollars ain't coming in. They never really were. Did you see that they bought a um a house? Did they? Her, mm-hmm. her and Chris uh-huh. and her mom's. But name? it's nowhere in the Potomac area. Of course not. You know what? I'm gonna pull up the little map and then keep talking. I'm they can't. The map where their they can't afford it. Are. So you thought you were going to sue me? From my man's millions of dollars that mm. he actually has. Yeah. <laughs> because he was actually a success. Yeah. And actually coined. He put in the NFL, right? Actually, yeah. Yeah. And he has trophies. Yeah. Like, he had, not trophies, but the rings. Rings. He has championships. Yeah. He was making $30 million a season. Yeah. He has actual money. Yeah. So, you were trying to sue me behind the scenes to get some of my actual money. Yeah. But then, in front of the camera, you were trying to play this damsel in distress. Oh, how could... Like, trying to do all that when in reality, you was trying to fuck me over. So now I gotta beat your ass again. Yeah. Because you're trying to play in everybody's face. I'm gonna show you who really has lawyers, sis. Right. Thanks. I know you think your mama got money, but like... But we got real. I'm gonna show you. We got... We got four homes money. Okay. Four homes. Four homes. Four homes. Now, when she told when when she told uh, Giselle, well, which which house? Mm-hmm. Oh, Giselle hasn't been re- hasn't been able to recover since. Yeah, Giselle is so tacky and so oh, tired, y'all. Listen. That house, that <laughs> remodel she did. Oh God, don't sis, why do you have a why do you, why is your microwave on the counter and not listen? How, how do you how do you hardwire it in? How do you renovate a whole house and you still don't have a closet? Because she, she, has always, has, she always has racks. She out. always has racks. <laughs> Bitch, are you Tiger? Why you got racks on racks on racks? Why does she always have like, racks outside in her bedroom? That always. is very true. Like, that bitch, why, why don't you have a closet, <laughs> sis? This bitch, this bitch is getting dressed in the hallway. Oh, ha- listen, she over, and then it's not even like it's a Ooh. built-in or something. This is oh, I went down to the Home Depot and bought me some, some racks. Z-rails. She went to IKEA. I'm sick <laughs> and bought I some racks. Did. So I was like, since you have other things you need to focus on and worry about, Robin, you don't even have a house to put a rack. Uh-oh. Robin, so, you and Juan can't get it together to save like, y'all lives. I need, like, sis. Focus are on y'all married? Are y'all getting married? Focus on your hats. One of my sister, my sister-in-law, actually bought some of those hats. Really? She said that she likes them. Actually, oh, what good kind for of Robin. Wig hats? Uh, because the, much, yeah, the ones that they took pictures in. Yeah. Much like Miss Karen Huger said, she needs the support. She needs she the support. Needs, she, needs support. she needs the support. Support, support the small businesses. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what Karen 
Larry Huger stand, bitch. Support small black businesses. Keep the grand dog be roasting them hoes down. Oh, I love Karen. I fell in love with Karen this season. I've always liked her. Yeah. But she stepped she stepped fully into her moment, in my opinion, this season. <laughs> because she came like this. All season she's been like this. And then I can't wait. That's why I can't wait for the reunion. Because I think she was trying to keep it cute in the season. But mm. now I think she's just like, no, y'all, y'all can get it. Especially that, for the end of the season when she yeah. walked out of her own event. She was like, Karen, we're all still here. She, <laughs> she said, I paid the bill, I paid the bill, girl. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So, yeah. anyway, love Karen Huger. Love Karen. Team Monique. Yes. Team Monique. Team we Monique, love Karen. Karen. Let's Ashley... I, I mean, I want to like you Ashley know what? so bad, but I she like gets on my nerves. Ashley. I like Ashley. I, I do think... too, but it's like, why are you like, why are you, why is she gunning for Garen? What did? And I, and I, I will say, I think what it is is Ashley was in the because she was kind of not doing it all season, and then towards the end when the Monique thing happened, mm-hmm. she kind of started going for Karen. And I think the reason why she was doing that is I think she was feeling all the heat for supporting Monique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she was like, now nah, wait a minute, bitch, you supporting her too? Come stand in the fire with me, ho. Okay, but I mean, but Karen did like, she did lie though. She, I no, mean, she did. She she lied right there in her face. She was like, "Oh, you thought that well, like money?" I, I will say this. Did you watch the? Um, I don't know if you watched. You you didn't. Did you, you probably didn't watch. Watch what? Watch, watch what happens what live. live. No, I don't they watch. Had that a, no, okay. Monique when Monique was on there, they mm-hmm. kind of and I I don't know if this is just production working in Karen mm-hmm. and Monique's favor or whatever, mm-hmm. but they kind of like confirmed a few things one when she walked out of the restaurant i mean her own not her restaurant when she walked out of her own event she actually did have dinner plans and was supposed to leave so that wasn't a random thing okay she was genuinely supposed to leave it was the reason why she was even there as long as she was is because of everything that was going on oh okay so she was she had restaurant uh, dinner plans at um at a steakhouse and oh, she okay. ended up having to get kfc afterwards that's why she came back <laughs> goodbye because all right because, because, of everything, because of everything going on they ended up leaving like 20 30 minutes later than they were supposed to and then they ended up so that was actually genuine she was supposed to leave she had dinner plans but, with okay but wait a minute why That's, are you having why why do you have dinner plans the day of your event it was it was supposed to be a pump in pump out situation it was never supposed to be oh sit this, down right okay i it guess it was supposed to be like a pump and go kind of situation oh, okay. two monique was always coming and to be fair monique wasn't invited to the event Okay, she was invited she to was the before the, the right, setup. Exactly. So it's semantics, but it's real. Because But the way well, that she presented it right, was it exactly. was not and I, and like, I said this oh, on she's Twitter. never gonna be she's right. never coming exactly. to step foot here. Exactly. It is like yeah, she'll be there in the very because she could have said that in the right. at the But thing. the reason why she didn't, and I said this on Twitter. She didn't want to deal with the bullshit. That is true. And she said I, that then. Yeah. She was like, because like, y'all didn't feel comfortable. Exactly. And I don't want to have y'all She didn't want to have the five lady discussion of, of finger wagging and why are you supporting Monique mm-hmm. and Candace crying with her napkins to her eye. Yeah. She didn't want to do all that. She had her folded napkins. So I think in Karen's mind, these bitches ain't even going to know. Yeah. So let me just tell them what they want to hear and keep it moving. Yeah. And then true. Ashley was the one, which is why I said, I think Ashley was like, nah, bitch, <laughs> come stand in the fire with me. Yeah. Because Ashley realized, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Things right. aren't as they quite seem. I mean, they are, but they present a little differently when you know the full right. Okay. facts. Yeah, because no, think that about it: sense. if they never knew, they never they never saw Monique, so yeah. they would have all came, and it would have been no fuss, no muscle, right. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So 
It did look like Karen was trying to rush her out of there, though. She was, because, again, <laughs> she didn't want her to be. She, she, you're not invited to the event. You need to leave mm-hmm. before. And Monique confirmed that she had plans elsewhere. Oh, so, so she that's was, why she was so dressed Exactly. Up. Oh, she was okay. going to a gala after that. It was literally supposed to be a, hey, just coming to support you. Oh, okay. See the place. See your wigs. Film with and it, the real reason why the girls weren't mad is because they were trying to ice Monique out mm, from filming. Thank you. Mm. So the real reason why they keep getting angry that Monique is around is not even the friendship. It's the fact that you are filming with this girl. Mm. You're filming with her, which means she's not gone from the show. Mm-hmm. Her presence is still being felt on the show, and that's what they didn't want. Yeah, mm. because they wanted her off the show. Exactly. They're trying to ice her out. They were trying to ice this out. Yeah, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen because Monique is too strong. Mm-hmm. That's why her song is called Drag Queen Slay. Yes, uh, goodbye. Available drag, on all streaming uh, platforms. Available on all streaming <laughs> platforms. You better get into her Drag Queen Slay. <laughs> all right, so that is it for this week, y'all. We hope you all have enjoyed the show. Wesley, thank you so, so, so much thank you for, for joining us. Me. This was entirely too much fun. Ladies and gentlemen of the world, please, uh, and they, thems of the world, please look in the down bar below for all pertinent information. You can always tweet us. Uh, on Twitter at underscore V-A-U-N or from Malik that is Malik Yoga um, Malik Yoga underscore everywhere on Twitter and uh, Instagram and then Wesley Oh hey y'all I'm (laughs) just at Wesley Lately W-E-S-L-E-Y L-A-T-E-L-Y and check out Wesley's show Wesley Lately you can stream all the episodes on demand one through what? My show. You can get your podcast. Oh, girl. You can stream all the episodes. I guess, yeah. I or not. So, all. with that being said, <laughs> with that yeah, being said, <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time. Bye. I love Bye. You. Bye.